Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. This is an ad-supported version from our partners at Bet Online and Manscaped, of which you will hear commercials throughout this broadcast. If you would prefer to hear a commercial-free version of the Sun Ranto Show every time the Sun Ranto Show is released, well, then you go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. You'll never hear another commercial again. Okay? So, uh... Check that out, and uh, here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Boutros Golly. Michael Sunrento, Michael Cotton, Sunrento, and the love of Olusi. Michael Cotton, Here's Sunrento. Michael Cotton, 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 Michael Ladies and gentlemen, going. ladies and gentlemen, we have a deal. Kind of, we we, may, we maybe have a deal because is now maybe available to people in the Chicagoland area. That is kind of breaking news. Not really. I mean, it hasn't been announced, right, Crawley? Like, like, let's get right in here. Uh, of course, we have and hey, what's up? And me, Danny Rocket, and later on we're gonna have. He's coming on later, um, but yeah, let's get right to it. Everybody's excited. Cub fans can watch the game without stealing it illegally through a third-party uh, illegal app that's somewhere in China making Donald Trump mad. Tell us about what happened, Crawley. You broke the news because the blogs are too chicken shit to do it. Well. Again, what I am hearing, and I put this on Twitter the other day really quick, is, uh, you know, I kind of joked around. I said, Crane Kenny said numerous times the Cubs will have a deal done by opening day, and I believe it's going to be announced tomorrow. So mm-hmm. that that is the idea. And, and so this is going to be a done deal. There's no way right now. Comcast realizes that ratings right now for baseball are where they haven't been in a long time. People, like we've been talking about, desperate for content. And so the agreement will be announced tomorrow. I got uh, two tips yesterday, followed up on them that this is going to happen. So whether it's, whether it's just as easy as a flip of a switch and the station's ready to go tomorrow, I can't give you a promise on that. But for those of those, for those of you that are thinking about canceling your Comcast, Comcast subscription, 
hold tight. Hulu Live is offering a week of freebies. Uh, but uh, it looks like the Comcast the Comcast deal will be announced tomorrow. That is my understanding. Now, that's so stupid, though. I mean, just, you know, it better be available. Because if they announce it and then you can't watch the game on it, because correct me if I'm wrong, the first game that you actually would have to have the marquee network to watch the game would be on Sunday? Correct. It's going to be on ESPN tomorrow night, and it is going to be on Fox on Saturday. Uh, If you saw that very creepy, the Fox is going to have the virtual fans. Oh, it's so bad. And they're going to, they're going to do the fucking virtual wave at Wrigley. Somebody said, I, I should save it for TFC. I should probably send it in, but uh, yeah, just the virtual wave with all that shit. It's just absolutely silly. But Sunday would be the first day that you would actually need to have it. If you do not have it, you will not see Cubs games. So hopefully, like I, like I said, my belief, my understanding, I heard it from two sources that are solid. I, I never throw things out unless I, I usually tell people about a 95% certainty. If it's a hundred percent, I'll obviously throw it out there, but usually whether, you know, if it's something big, if it's news that I'm going to sit there and put out there, then, then I better be sure. And the two people that I, that I got the information from are pretty damn solid. Yeah. So I'm feeling confident it's going to get done. And then I think that at the same time I tweeted that Evan Altman put something on the rant when you guys were on, so all of a sudden, right around the same time, everybody was kind of hearing from similar people. Yeah. Um, well, I, I do wonder if it's one of those things that the Cubs put out, the marquee network puts out in order to force the hand, you know, be like, it's almost in place. And then that's so maybe it's not. Maybe that's a lie. And what they're doing is then they're saying, hey, we had a deal. It was done. And then when it doesn't happen, they're just going to blame comcast yeah because comcast has already like come out to say there's not a deal right now like they're they're still playing that game right like i haven't unfortunately i've been very busy today i haven't been able to follow the twitter sphere and all of these uh all the new developing things but the last thing i saw was comcast saying you know hey let's let's hold on here a bit there, there's no official announcement yet, which that's why Comcast and the Cubs are not saying anything. Right. So they aren't going to say anything until they are ready to make an announcement. So, you know, usually, though, it's not – when you have these type of things, you're not just going to drop it in the middle of, like, 7 o'clock on a Thursday night. You know what I mean? Usually there's a little bit of fanfare that comes with it. So, yeah, but we already know. heard it yesterday. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you'd think that they would want – because here's the, here's the weird thing. People will switch to Hulu today. And Comcast is losing subscribers today because of this situation. So, I mean, that's what made me think, like, maybe there is no deal. Hulu needs to be on top of this right now. Hulu needs to be out there. No deal? Come to Hulu right now. You got it. You got it. We got everything you need. And again, Hulu Hulu can make a bunch of money. Hulu Plus Live right now with Marquee Network is free for a week. Marquee Network. So you can you can you can you can get it for a week, and if you want to keep your Comcast and they decide to have it, you can cancel the Hulu. If you want to get the marquee with the Hulu, you just cancel the Comcast. Whatever you want to do, but you'll have the option. So, well, that looks like it's happening. And the other thing that's happening is the Cubs have pared down their roster. And um, should we take a look? Should we take a look at what they've got? Yes, let's look at the roster. Look at that roster. Look at that. Oh my god! I mean, you looks 
good at the top. And then, I mean, JJ and KH and AM and. Taking a look, though, at the roster, it, you know, there you know, there was a little bit of a question, but Nico Horner definitely played his way on there as far as the infielders are concerned. So you have Horner, uh, Baez, Bodie, Bryant, Kipnis, Descalso, Rizzo. Uh, Horner is your best bet as far as uh, – <laughs> I love that Daniel Descalso on there already on the 45-day IL. Absolutely. Like, what the fuck? There's only 60 games. That is the fakest injured list move I've ever seen. This is the life. biggest bullshit yeah. ever. He was out there like two days ago. They're like, oh, yeah, he fouled the ball off his foot. No, no, it actually happened in the game yesterday. I watched Yeah, it. I saw him yesterday. And, and he hurt his ankle on that play yesterday. They had the trainer come out and all of that stuff. So, it, you know what? It. As long as he's not officially on the roster, I'm fucking fine. Give him, give him whatever injury. Get him, give him gout. I don't care. Just as long as he's not on the goddamn team, I'm, I'm fine. I'm giving myself gout as we speak. Um, now the catchers, we got to get into this. This team is going all the way. Three catchers. Now I don't know if we'll keep it because this is a 30 man roster. Remember, I think it's only in a week or two that this goes down to 28. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm confused because didn't they kick Fegley off the forty man just the other day? No, I don't know. Fegley's had a really good camp. Yeah. I know he has, but then no. just like the other day, I heard that they were they were taking him off the forty man, and then all of a sudden now he's back. I mean, yeah. it's not like it matters. They could take him off for a couple of days in order to have somebody else on there. Or I don't remember but, that, but it could have been something procedural. Right. Yeah, like, we're going to do this to do that and the other thing, and they told him, and it's all fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I was really confused about – I was like, wait, Begley's been really good, and then I heard that he was gone for a moment, but I don't know. I'm glad he's back. No, you, there's, there's no surprises to me, because I'm not surprised that Nico Horner makes this team <laughs> um, over somebody like – Hernan Perez. <laughs> right, Hernan Perez. Right now, technically, Nico Horner. And, and if you remember, the reason Horner originally got called up, Baez got injured in Milwaukee, and we're going to be talking about Milwaukee later. And then that very same series, and then in another Milwaukee series, Addison Russell got beamed in the head and was put in concussion protocol. And that's why they literally had to call Nico, whose season ended a little bit earlier, uh, in so that's your backup shortstop in Nico. So hopefully he gets plenty of playing time. Uh, when you talk about the pitchers, oh yeah, I'll put uh, it back up. Yeah, the pitchers. You know, Darvish obviously, Hendricks, uh, Chatwood, and Lester Mills was officially named the other day the fifth starter. There were a couple surprises when it comes to the pitching staff. Um, we we know that right now. Uh, you know, Kyle Ryan, the Weak Wick brothers were going to make it. Uh, those aren't surprises, but uh, Jeremy Jeffries, uh, Jeffries, as um, he had, you know, in the past, he's closed before he's set up. So he's uh, versatile as far as a veteran. Um, as far as it goes, though, Dwayne Underwood Jr.'s look the best out of any of the bullpen, in my opinion. Um, I would say the surprise, though, came with Dylan Maples. Um, he did not have a great outing last night. He's somebody that everybody fawns over because he throws 97 and he has one of the best sliders in minor league baseball. And did he really throw badly or is he just unplayable? You that's know, because right. you look at it. I mean, he did he didn't he strike out the side? Like I think he, or, I talked to my dad, we were watching the game and we said, it reminds you of Mitch Williams. You know what I mean? Is it like, maybe the ball's going to get in the catcher's glove. Maybe the batter's going to swing. We just don't know. I mean, it's just insane. Nobody can catch the ball. 
like the catcher doesn't know where the ball's going. Like he needs a personal catcher more than just about any pitcher I've ever seen in my life. Because, you know, let's face it. This is his last chance. This is it. Cause yeah. I think that this is done. This is, is, is his last hurrah. And- Grandpa Rossi said he fought to include him on the roster. And if you look at the numbers, there are pitchers that looked better than, than Maple sure as hell did, but he made the roster. Yeah, and so Jarrell Cotton was not one of those pitchers that looked very good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he didn't He didn't make it. But now I didn't look at, you know, does does everybody else just automatically go to the the uh, South Bend situation? Yeah, there's, yeah, they're going to have a lot of guys that transfer over to the South Bend now. So, I mean, the thing with Dylan Maples, it is true fear. It's like a roller coaster ride. But, you know, that slider is wicked. I mean, talk about, you know, that spin rate, the movement. Like, you know, it reminds me of Carlos Marmol. Just it's like a total trick pitch. You know, we're all rooting for the guy. Obviously, he's a Cub. But, you know, I just think that if somebody could learn – because how do those runs score? Pass balls, wild pitches. You know, nobody could hit him. Nobody put the ball in play, and everybody struck out. So I'm saying, like, you're like, oh, I didn't have a good outing. I think that that was a good outing if somebody could learn to catch that ball on the other end and block it. But it, they- Yeah, that's that's where the difficulty comes in. And, and it, this is one of those things where you wonder if maybe having three catchers, you know, maybe you have your best receiver if you're going to be calling Dylan Maples. And if that's Vic Caratini, probably, then then maybe Vic Caratini comes into the game. But you hate to lose Wilson Contreras. It's 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 uh, it's tough. You know man. what, though? Hey, we're in the DH era. Who gives a shit? Fucking, <laughs> like, now we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, just pull your fucking catcher out and just throw somebody else in there. It doesn't fucking matter. It's late in the game. We need somebody to catch the goddamn ball. Like, now that we're doing that, like... Who cares? It's it's an easier decision to make if you have a guy. It would be weird, though, if you had a relief pitcher who had his own personal catcher. Pardon the interruption, but this episode of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. And you might have noticed that sports, including baseball, is beginning to return. Well, so does your chance to bet on baseball with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. You got UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, and the EPL in full swing. Now, there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, and UFC happening every day for you to watch and wager on. Now, as the MLB, NBA, and NFL near a return, BetOnline has futures odds on everything you can imagine. Season win totals, division odds, and championship odds. Make sure to visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or on your mobile device and join now and receive your free welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, and we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show, which uh, you're going to start listening to again right now. Um, Jim Reynolds is asking, uh, who is, Oh Rex no, my brothers? rant, my rant is nowhere near in progress. Just wait. What the hell is Rex brothers? Seriously. Is, you know, they're looking for guys too that, you know, miss bats. And, and that's really when you look at Dylan Maples too, is who are the guys that are not going to pitch to contact, you know, and, and that's, they don't just miss bats. They miss everything. <laughs> well, see, I'm, I'm wondering what that question is. I actually asked in the chat, like, what is the question about Rex Brothers? I, I like what I've seen out of Rex Brothers. He's been great. And the fact that his name is 
Dr. Rex Brothers fucking makes me so happy because we have just a a 60-game season worth of, oh, Dr. Rex Brothers from, you know, talking about, uh, you know, how we feel about our penises and our vaginas and all sorts of things. You're thinking of Dr. Ruth. No, 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 uh, no, Dr. Joyce Brothers. I'm I'm mixing Dr. Dr. Joyce Brothers and Dr. Ruth together. Yeah, that'd be quite the porno. How do you think, how do you think Rex was born? It takes two, Danny. I don't know what you know about the birds and the bees, but you need two parents. Now, I got to say, like I said, other than a couple of those options that were uh, brothers and maples, everything's pretty much, you know, Nico making the team. Everything looks pretty good. They, I'm glad they did not go with, uh, like you said, Hernan Perez. And so as we kind of look here at this at this roster, you know, it it, it looks good on paper. Um, and we'll talk about predictions later. But, you know, they, they're going to have to be, uh, you know, they have to get it going you know like like we talked about you cannot have blown saves you cannot have what you darvish did the other day with a shitty first inning you can't have slumps you can't be a uh oh well he's he's gonna he's always starts out slow no none of that can happen in this kind of situation you're gonna need these guys to be playing their best baseball starting tomorrow well unfortunately jose quintana has absolutely dominated August for a few years. So, um, you know, and, and he won't be there. So that's kind of frustrating. By the way, I, I found the perfect drop for that, Michael. I'm looking for Jose. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. That, of course, is Todd Ricketts. I'm looking for Jose. Um, so, now, for those of you that watched the marquee game last night, it was pretty cool. And, again, hopefully everybody gets a chance to see it. Here's the booze. Yeah. One thing Wait. that one thing that was interesting if you watched the game last night and, and there's an interesting connection. It's hard to see on this picture right here, but if you look at this map right here, they actually have wind projections as far as how the wind aids certain balls. So in the first inning, I can't remember who was up, but Wait, John Lester. You have aids in your balls? Oh no. Yes. Yeah. John Lester hit a ball to left field that looked like it was going out. And it just kind of died in Schwarber's uh, glove in the warning track. And then later on, Wilson Contreras hit a ball right here by this Toyota or by the Toyota sign in right field. And it looked like it was going to be a third out and it just carried for a home run. So the interesting thing about it is the person that developed or had a part in this software was former Cubs, uh, Brett, Brett Jackson. Oh, it's good to know that Brett Jackson is still out there doing it. (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, he may may more more make more money with this than he would as a ball player. Well, the technology I mean, is interesting. I, guess, I mean, but what does that mean? Is that does that mean that on the mound, like you know, it's nice for us to know it, but it's better if the pitcher knows it. Like, and if the fielders know it, like, does that play Jason Hayward back? They're like, "Yo, Brett Jackson's got a seventeen plus," and then he moves <laughs> back. You know, like, what is what exactly does that mean? Because Lord knows at Wrigley Field, it changes all the time. Like within the game, right. it'll be blown in, it'll be well, blown out, it'll be blown left, it'll be blown across, it'll be, you know. And I believe all- they're not allowed – I believe that they're not allowed to actually see this information during the game in the clubhouse. Like that's – they're. I, I think that that's – It's more for the fans. It's for, for the viewing experience. It is for the fans. Now, the concern here – 
I mean, obviously the Cubs can use it at all. But the concern here is that obviously other teams can see this for the first time ever. And they could, you know, adjust accordingly. Like they could have somebody their 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 scouting department, the ones who scout the games coming up, can watch this and just see how the winds are going. So at least they have a better idea. I think it helps them more than it would help the Cubs because the Cubs already know this. They just haven't seen little red arrows on their screen prior to this. It was definitely cool to watch yesterday. So, I mean, like, as the balls are getting hit, I'm kind of watching it. I don't know. I agree. I agree with you, Crawley. I do. I do actually like it. But I'm just saying this could this technology being on the, the program and out there for everybody to see could potentially be a like, I don't know, a little more beneficial to away clubs just by, you know, having their scouts looking at it. I don't think it's beneficial to anybody, and it's stupid, and nobody cares. Like, look at the fucking flags. It's called the flags. You look up, (laughs) it's going out. I'm going to hit it that way because maybe I can hit a home run. Now, Bill Sugar said that he hated the fucking wind graphics they tried later. There was another graphic that came later. It looked like – it was real trippy, man. It was like – it looked like a bunch of weird wind, like birds and stuff like that. It was really, it was like jet streams and stuff. That's co- and that's called look at the seagulls. <laughs> as they go, as the hot dog wrappers blow crumbs of hot, full of hot dog pieces and wrappers down the bleacher steps. Then, you know, as the seagulls head towards that area, that's where you want to hit it. You got to watch the seagulls. Kyle Schwarber knows that. He positions himself 100% by the seagulls. He's been out there long enough, and now they're going to have him DH and wasted. Now, uh, the other thing, and I laughed with Danny. I was, uh, I think on Twitter we were talking about it. Mark Grace came on during the third (laughs) inning on a Zoom, and as far as Grace is concerned, it was fun because Grace is a funny guy. He's got good one-liners. But doing a Zoom from Arizona during a real broadcast, it it was choppy. It didn't work out. But the thing I laughed about, right, the thing I laughed about <laughs> here is this is a picture I took of Grace. And, and it looks like it's his kitchen or his bar. I don't know what yeah, the hell it is. He's got a, got a shaker and pint glasses, martini glasses. It's like, no wonder you get, we're wearing the pink underpants for drunk driving. Now, yeah. take a look what he has in his kitchen. He purposely positioned gold his gold glove. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't I can't help but look at his hair and it makes me think that this is what the band Flock of Seagulls hair looks like as they got older and they started losing some of their hair. They're like, "Well, we're going to shave it, but we're going to keep this still little flip thing going." Uh, it was it, but it was good to hear Grace. Like I said, it's fun seeing the Cubs broadcast again. Like all the shit we've been through, it's just a little piece of normalcy that should be fun. Yeah, it, no, I've, I've had a good time because my, my main thing is making fun of everybody. So if it, the, the bigger the shit show, the more entertaining it is to me. You start bringing Mark Grace in his kitchen on the broadcast, I'm tuning in. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but here's something that's bad about this season already and uh, expanded playoffs. I mean, I know we've all expressed our disgust with with this because – it makes the regular season count for less. It really does. I mean, you know, it's just like now every second place team in each league is now in the playoffs. And I, what is it going to be, a three-game series? So the way that it works is that the, the playoffs are going to be expanded from 10 teams, which is current, to 16. 
Okay. There is no sudden death wild card round. It's it's the the first round is the best of three. Crawley, and- the way that it works is that their parents pay the entrance fee and then everybody gets in <laughs> and gets a ribbon. So the <laughs> the top two teams from each, like Danny was saying, qualify. And then out of that, the best teams in each league fill it out, the, the best two. So there's almost like two wild cards, uh, still two wild cards, but it's first and second there. And so, uh, you know, it's just – the whole thing is just stupid. And, and, and Len actually talked about it last night on the broadcast. He's the thing, against it. Yeah, he's against it. And the thing that scares me, and the same with the DH, I don't think the runner on second is going to stick just because it's so universally hated by everybody. But I think the DH. Oh no! They were talking all about how all the players loved it on Cubs Talk the other day. They're like every player that we've talked to loves having the runner on second. But what I'm going to tell you is the DH is here forever, and if they do the and and they're going to do this expanded postseason. Yep. It, it's not going away after that. I totally agree with you. I've seen it on. Uh, I've seen people post about this on Twitter, and they're like, "Hey." For this season, we may as well. Why not just for this season? They don't realize this is never going away. Once the owners make one dime, one fucking penny on this, they are going to keep it going for the rest of time. And we are going to have a watered down bullshit where like the fucking pirates show up you know, like late in the season and they end up winning the world series. And I never liked the original wild card. I didn't like it until they added the second wild card that I thought it made better. It made for a better postseason because what winning your division means something out of the 162 games, it means something. And to have the best record in your league, you got faced the wild card. Those two teams played each other, which gives a team a chance, you know, a couple teams a chance to still make it, which makes the race more interesting for a lot of fans. And then you have to burn your best pitcher in that game to move on. So, And then you have to travel that night. So if you're the team that has the best record, you're rewarded. And if you're the team that barely got in, you get punished. And I'll tell you right now, I gave a shit about the wild card. Did not like it. Didn't care. Until they made it, they they. It's like they manufactured a game seven to start the playoffs. Like this one play-in game made it exciting, and I watched that shit. I watched the AL version. I watched the NL version. I didn't give a fuck who was in it. That was just some. That was high drama in baseball. It was fucking amazing. And again, like it's you gone. said, like you said, the, the, the you had to play it like there was no tomorrow because there wasn't, and so that put the other team at a, that put the team at a disadvantage, and that was what your reward was if you finished first with the best record. Right. Is that you, you had to face a weaker team? And last right. year they won the World Series, the Washington and, Nationals. And how often does that happen? Not often. No. Usually, like again, usually the wild card teams do not make it to the World Series. The whole reason they instituted the wild card game, the one game play in. Let me let me make sure everybody understands play in, not play off. Play in. They instituted that game because teams like the O three fucking Marlins were getting in on the wild card because they were hot. They were just coming in, and they were already – they were not at a disadvantage at all. They hadn't been good the entire season like the other three teams. They just happened to get hot at a time, and they come in uh, same as the Rockies in 07. 
uh, they won 21 out of 22 games to get into the playoffs and ended up in the World Series and then got fucking smoked by the Red Sox. Like, that is – and, you know, the Marlins actually won theirs, but people in baseball started to realize, like, this isn't good – Given these wild card teams that weren't good all year, chances in here, we've got to make it harder. And the wild card game just absolutely it did that and more. It it created actual must see TV at the end of the season. It you know it I don't know. It was a resounding success in my opinion. But apparently everybody wants we need three games. I don't think everybody wants it. I think the owners want it because postseason baseball brings in more revenue. And then there's a pool of money that comes from that that goes to the players. So it's not about what's best for the game right now. It's about money. Oh, my and, God. It's yeah, not about the best for the game. I can't believe that. they would. It's do, truly do, disappointing yeah. because, to me, that's why I love baseball is it's a, it's a marathon, and you get rewarded at the end for, for like you said, Michael, doing well throughout the season. The best teams that make it, not the wild card teams, but the division winners, usually, not all the time, but for the majority of time, deserve to be there. But if you watch other sports like basketball, like half the fucking teams make it. It really doesn't. It's not well, like more than half the teams make it in baseball. Right. It just More than half the teams. 16 out of 30 uh, teams. And there is no advantage. to You could win all 60 of your games and you have absolutely no advantage at this point. And, and keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. When you have those short three-game series, when you have more teams, you have more of a chance that a shitty team is going to start getting hot. And somebody brought this up earlier. The 2016 Cubs, in right before the All-Star break, sucked. They got swept by San Diego, which blew. Now, again, you'd hate to see something like that happen because of this in the postseason. Look at the 2007 uh, and especially the 2008 Cubs. Like they were the superior team, but you know I don't remember if they kind of limped in, but they got their asses swept by the Dodgers. Real two, two thousand two thousand eight, they were a good team throughout the whole year. The Did, Dod- didn't they have one of the best records? Like they had the best D- record, in, the best record in baseball. baseball. And then they ended up going against the D backs, right? No, in two thousand seven, it was the D backs. Oh, okay. The Cubs may had a great September, and they just got in. They kind of had a subpar year. Everyone was expecting more, and it wasn't. Two thousand eight, they were they were just unbelievable all year long. And then, long story short, but they they could have easily faced the wild card team. They they played like a bullpen game. It was just a bunch of shit, and 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 they ended up having to face the Dodgers, who got who acquired Manny Ramirez, who was juicing, and they got red hot, and they destroyed. And the Cubs shit the bed on that two thousand eight. Why did I why did I purge that from my brain? You're you're lucky. I I wish I could purge that from my brain. Sucked is why. (laughs) I was I was think about that anymore. I was at both two thousand eight playoff games. The one game Ryan Dempster, I think he was like. 15 and 0 at Wrigley, he walked like 12 guys that game yeah. and it was just a disaster. Yeah. And then the yeah. next game, Carlos Zambrano started and every infielder had at least one air. Okay, so we got Eric Wheelow coming on in the show really quick, but let's let's move on and talk He's about He's actually sleeping in the green room. I can <laughs> see him right now. We're like, he- It'll be 15 minutes in. Swear to God, we He's got drool all over his pillow. Like, he's not just sitting there sleeping. He's in bed. I think he might be nodding off on heroin, actually. Um, Preseason 2.0, the Cubs went one and two. Three games. Game one, Cubs lose seven to three. 
Kyle Hendricks looked pretty good. He had a Kipnis solo homer. Nico had a sack fly. Unfortunately, Michael's son sucked. Jarrell Cotton was just awful. He gave up three straight doubles and a triple. Three straight doubles and a triple. So yeah, that was uh, Hendricks gave up one run in the fifth, and then it was Cotton who gave up the rest, even though one of them was charged to Hendricks. Uh, and it was just awful. The next game, ga- uh, the second game against the White Sox, they lost to 5-3. Hugh Darvish sucked. Uh, he he allowed the first five batters to reach, including an Eloy Jimenez grand slam. 29 pitches in the first inning, and the inning technically wasn't over. It was because he hit his pitch count. After two outs, they just pulled everybody from the field. That was embarrassing. And (laughs) Eloy Jimenez is going to fuck the Cubs forever. He will never not be in the starting lineup when they're playing the Cubs. It doesn't even – yeah, he could have a a rib cage pull. He could have one eye. Because he accidentally stabbed himself with an ice pick, and he will be in that lineup and hit a grand slam against us. Because you know he was one of the dudes that he was hurt. You know he loved being a Cub. He had been a Cub, I think, since he was a very young child. Like when was he? <laughs> I mean, wasn't he like seventeen? Yeah. So Solaire was younger when they got him, and um, you know, here's the thing about Solaire is Solaire, or, or, or I'm sorry, not Solaire, because Solaire is also another guy that was reminds me they were both two of the biggest guys I've ever seen. Solaire and uh, Jimenez, Jimenez were both just gigantic men, um, and they both could hit for power. Uh, the, the problem with Eloy is at that time he he wasn't as developed around 2015, 16 as the other guys on the team. Um, and then once you had Schwarber and then you had Hayward who was locked in at right, you, and you had no DH at the time in the NL, uh, Eloy's defense, I, I saw him play left field at Wrigley. Uh, you know, my seats, are, I'm right in line who with cares? the Who cares? He could drop every single ball hit to him. And he's, if he hits a grand slam in the game, then you win. I'm and- not doubting that. But what I'm telling you at the time, he was. He was nowhere near as good when they traded him as he became a little bit later and developed within the White Sox system. Well, yeah. And and Quintana was a little bit more of a proven quantity. It I I totally agree. It's it sucks at this point, but it was the right thing to do at the time. It got us into another NLCS. And again, I don't think we would have been in the playoffs. Again, Michael doesn't count at the playoffs. In 2018, you wouldn't have been in the wild card game without him. Now, did you want more? Yeah. Did it not happen? And that's that's trade sometimes. Sometimes they go your way. Sometimes they don't. Usually they don't, though. Doesn't it seem like they never go our way? There's a very – I mean, Kyle Hendricks, that trade was good. Pedro Strope trade was really good. Um uh, let's see. Yeah, you said Jake Arrieta was part of that. Yeah, Pedro, pa- pa- yeah. That was the yeah, Pedro Stroke trade. Was, was the throw-in on that one. But uh, it, but the the main thing here is this is the actually the anniversary of the greatest Cubs trade of all time, where they got Kenny Lofton and Ramis Ramirez from the Pirates for Bobby Hill. It's the anniversary today. Oh, happy anniversary! Um, and the other thing I really liked about these three games, John Lester. I'm here for slow pitch Lester, like John Lester throwing the off-speed pitches, realizing that he can't, like, be that dude that just, like, pumps it down uh, down the pike and and misses bats at the same time with his tailing movement. He's just up there fooling dudes. 
Like, I don't think he's he's going to rely on that. Remember how he really needs the corners all the time? He's got to, like, basically get that outside corner. If he doesn't, he's fucked. Yep. We're not going to see that now. Like, he's he's throwing the off-speed pitch for a strike, and he's pitching in a way that we haven't seen him before. And I, for one, am totally here for it because he's got a lot of experience. He knows what he's doing. And I was really impressed by what I saw. And that was the game last night where the Cubs won 4-3. to three. And, yeah, Lester pitched really well. You had Rizzo in his first at-bat back from the back injury hit a home run. And then Contreras hit two. One was a win-aided shot that I was talking about earlier. The other went 440 feet to dead center, landed on top of the there's – there's actually a box there, like a suite in the outfield in the berm. He crushed it. God almighty. To fa- I, I hope we face Homer Bailey every time the Twins come into town. Yeah, what, what an unfortunate name for a – for a pitcher. Pitcher, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on at Wrigley Field uh, in this homestand. And then we're going to bring on Eric Wheelow, uh, our Brewers fan friend. Um, so foul balls are now going to be given to season ticket holders? Yeah, I guess whoever's seat it hits, it's going to go to that season ticket holder. Or, or whoever's seat is closest or where it lands. Like, how are they going to figure that out? I don't know. I think it's just a little promotion. Oh, now, now all the season ticket holders are really going to be bitching about the Nets. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Nets down the line. Hey, that's my seat. I'll never get a ball. Well, just for the record, there there really is no uh, no uh, no Nets. <laughs> all home runs will be given to my tie guy for yeah, sure. I, I tweeted out. I, I retweeted Jesse Rogers today that uh, you know it's nice that all foul balls. But what about the home runs? And I will suggest that they all be given to my tie guy, of course. So um, yeah, I mean, Crawley, do, you actually have a pretty good shot at maybe getting a foul maybe, ball. Maybe I'll get one. We'll see. I, I've never been really lucky with that. I've had a friend who had one go off his hands. I had one roll behind me, so I don't know if I'd be qualified to get that ball. But, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those things. But I'm going to tell you, they they are doing some more things. Yeah, and they're, involv- they're involving the season ticket holders um, a little bit more. They're going to be doing – they actually – I got an email from my season ticket rep. They had my daughter say, play ball. We recorded it and send it to the Cubs. Um, they're going to have like a virtual Zoom room for the fans. For this, I don't know if it's going to be all fans. Right now I think it's just season ticket holders where they're going to have you on the Jumbotron cheering and reacting. So they're going to they're, they're starting to do a little bit more for the, the season ticket holders for sure. Um, so that ought to be interesting how that's going to play. Probably, you know what you should send them? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's get that up on the board. Yeah. I, I would love to do that. So they're going to have that those, should be uh, Jason Kipnis's walkout song. So they're going to have zooms <laughs> that are going to be piped in into the ballpark too. So I guess the noise that we haven't liked the white noise that came from the video game, I think that's going to be changed. Uh, so hopefully, you know, like I said, a little bit different. Weird. Dude, it was weird. Did you hear that Wilson Contreras was up to bat and they had an MVP chant going? Yeah, I heard it. I heard and. It. I, I we we interviewed and I'll talk about it later in the show, but we interviewed John Baker the other day, and uh, for John Baker Day, and he said the players really do not like it. He said there's a Javi Javi chant. He yeah. doesn't like it. He's like he knows it's fake. It weirds them out. You know, hopefully they the players will speak up. Because obviously they don't give a fuck what we think. They, they do not care. True, but on the business side, they want to make a product that 
is familiar to fans. I remember very clearly sure. the White Sox versus uh, it was Baltimore, the Orioles, and there was a riot during that time, and it was just <laughs> <laughs> one. John Friedman says one giant fart noise. <laughs> it was uh, White Sox versus Baltimore, and there were not a fan in there. They weren't prepared for it. Obviously, they made that announcement the day of that there'd be no fans. Don't come to the park. And it was very offsetting, like really weird, like to kind of hear it. It's 2020, dude. Like what is, there's nothing normal about this year. If they go out there with no fans and no fake noise and, you know, I mean, they they put advertising, you know, you know, which. Well, you've heard one of the reasons, one of the reasons they put the fake noise in there is so that you can't hear. Swear. What these guys are saying because they're swearing all the time and they're, you know, and they're cussing people out. They're, you know, just having fun talking shit and you can hear it. Like, because that noise is actually more for the benefit of the people there than it is for the people watching on TV, I guess, because they need to like drown out some of the shit because, you know, you, you don't want, you don't want a, a, a mound visit. And the guys in the opposing dugout are like, shh, shut up, shut up. We're listening. We're listening. We're hearing what's going on on the mound. So uh, Friday night, we there's going to be a pregame moment of silence uh, and solidarity, um, a performance by Keaton Bryant, not related to Chris. Uh, the national anthem, not done by Wayne Mesmer, which is different than years past. It's going to be done by Dr. Hillary Ecker from Advocate Healthcare. Um, the first pitch is going to be Mayor Lightfoot, some healthcare workers, Governor Pritzker, and Ryan Sandberg. And uh, obviously, it's going to be broadcast on Marquee um, and uh, on 670 The Score. And then on Saturday, they're doing the national anthem. John Vincent's going to be on a rooftop. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, getting creative, and Harry Carey's going to do the stretch. So, but still, still no cardboard cutouts. Sir. We're not getting that. We're not doing that. Every other team but us gets that. Well, uh, because they can sell advertising space, Danny. They can they've, do both. They've got the fucking Toyota. They got the Toyota sign out there, the Nuveen sign, the Marquee sign, all that stuff. Man, if they put cardboard cutouts there, they wouldn't be able to make as much. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring up my first TFC then right now because uh-huh. I love this. Breaking the <laughs> – Cubs report their first sellout. <laughs> it is all the ads in the bleachers and two trucks behind that Toyota zone sign, which that actually, that was the first thing we saw them put up there. I, out of curiosity, was that the heckler? I don't know. It was uh, shared by, I believe, Bill Shugas on the Ranchers page, and he always credits, he said he credits another page, but he didn't say who it was. It was like, shared from another page. I'm like, God, who the hell cares? I just steal everything from everybody and never apologize because nobody's ever apologized for anything they stole from me. Yeah. So, if you're putting it out on Twitter, you've given it to the world. Dan Nielsen writes in, is Clark still allowed to attend games? He must be masked, but he still does not have to wear pants. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he doesn't have well, that. That would be a violation of his rights. <laughs> <laughs> His, his freedoms, his freedoms, my, my freedoms. Is that what we call, we're calling them now? When my it's freedoms. a bear, they're called freedoms. All right, so we <laughs> we are there. We are at that part of the show. I'm sorry he had to wait so long. We told him seven o'clock. It's now seven forty nine. But we're going to bring him on to the show. It is our good friend Eric Wheelow. Wheelow, Wheelow, Wheelow. 
Man, how did, how did you get a Jamaican reggae band? What were you doing in Jamaica <laughs> to get an entire band to write and record a song about you? Look, uh, Carnival Cruise is a real uh, son of a bitch, let me tell you. I mean, it was part of a package. They're like, we'll fly you to Jamaica. We'll give you two pounds of weed, and we'll have a reggae band write you a song. So that's that was part of the package. <laughs> Way better now due to Corona. I, I think I own like half the country now. I think that's part of the cruise package. You're one of those billionaires that just really raked it in during this uh, pandemic, huh? Oh, so many cruises on the docket for next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great because Danny bought stock in Carnival Cruise Lines back in back in March. March. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, there's nothing America loves more than a good cruise to, you know, forget the boringness of their general lives from the day to day, you know? Get, get a little COVID at the buff, at the buffet. At the um, Buffett. So Eric Wheelow, for those of you that don't know him, is our Brewers fan friend. He lives out in Los Angeles. And uh, well, I don't know, he's a, you're, you're originally from the Milwaukee area, which is how you unfortunately ended up a Brewers fan. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's, been a hell of a, it's been a hell of a run last few years. You know, I mean, let's face it, the Brewers have had the cup number. You know, and there's no denying it. Like, we all called it a fluke for for forever. With, with you on the show, we called it a fluke. We made fun of you. And who might have beaten Crow? Us. Like, I'll admit it. It's true. Year after year. Year after year. A lot of Crow eating going on on this podcast. And uh, just got to say, it feels good. I mean, and, uh, I'm feeling similar vibes this year. I'm not going to lie to you. We ate as much Crow as Christian Yelich ate ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just really how that went down. But <laughs> – but you guys were great last year. Uh, 89 and 73. You got the second place in the NL Central. You won 17 of your last 19. Wait, was that last year? Yeah, that was last year. It seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But here's the issue. Council can't put 47 different pitchers out every inning. Oh, yes, he can. One, start the he, season. he can't go one pitcher per uh, per strike. <laughs> Unless they end the inning, then he can, because uh, then they don't have to the, to pitch against the three in a row. The famous triple play. Yeah, um, th- that's correct, right? If the pitcher ends the inning, he doesn't have to face three batters, correct? Right. That's, yeah, that's correct. They, you only have to so, face three if there's zero outs. And if anybody's going to navigate that, and especially with the you know this larger roster to start the season, I think Craig Council is the man for the job. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean if, <laughs> well, here's here's the first question because this is who's going to win the World Series this year. How many Rona cases on your team? <laughs> oh, we're doing over under under on uh, Rona cases. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh boy. Those lines. By the way, I, I will say this: just the fact that we have Bob Uecker and he's in his uh, late 80s, uh, you know, part of this team and at home. I think all the players, uh, by virtue of having an 87-year-old person around them, uh, it's going to be quite low, I think, for this team. No, they just make him sit in his own seat way the fuck up in the back. <laughs> oh, you mean yeah. the Euchre seats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am, I am going to say that the Brewers already have much experience with trying to avoid a player with virus because they have Ryan Braun and his herpes. 
<laughs> it's true. So they do have experience. I'm sure everybody knows to keep sanitary. They all have been told to wash your hands if you're going to fist bump Ryan Braun. By the oh, way, the, the COVID tests are being <laughs> done at the same place where Ryan Braun tested positive. Oh, boy. <laughs> my, my question is, do the fish eyes make him more susceptible or is it some sort of protection? Like he's it got is. some film over his eyes. Field, I think the other question I have is if Ryan Braun gets test positive, <laughs> if like Ryan a- Braun tests positive for Rona, is he going to throw the tester under the bus? This oh, became a fucking Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, Jesus like, roast. I, I didn't know this was the roast of, uh, <laughs> of, of me coming on your podcast. Uh, I, didn't know, I, I didn't know I was supposed to prepare for roast battle today. But, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not even in the show notes. So this is actually just all on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, but honestly, we have we have fucked up against the Brewers year after year, nine and ten versus the Brewers last year. Even though the Cubs beat the Brewers by nine runs in the run differential category, I mean, it's it's like what what is happening? You're just figuring out a way to beat us, and and I do agree that Craig Council, like you know, I'm I'm like oh that skinny rat face motherfucker, like that's what I think of him. But th- now I'm I really respect him, and I wish he was the Cubs manager sometimes, you know, like because I'm like I wish we had somebody so crafty instead of like Joe Madden lets you wear p- pajamas to work. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a big Brewers turnaround, and uh, it goes hand in hand with Stearns coming in and being the GM of this team and really turning around and putting quality ball players in there, you know, like the Lorenzo Cain's, Christian Yelich's of the world, and this young talent that was coming up with this team getting a lot more look at the Cubs. I mean, I wouldn't say we cracked the Quintana case with the Brewers last year, but we definitely uh, beat him when we needed to down the stretch. Um, thank God for us. He's only going to be in for what, 30 games this year. We don't have to see him for the first, you know, two thirds of this season. I think that's advantage Brewers right out of the gate. Um, you're, you're afraid of Jose Quintana. Just Jose the Brewers Quintana are. Only He's Brewers. literally the only the pitcher they the need only to pitcher. be afraid of. Yeah, that's the only guy that actually uh, strikes fear into the Brewers. Yeah. And uh, lucky for us, that 10-day DL looks like it's going to be a little bit longer than that. Yeah, yeah he, he gets this 10-day DL and he had fucking surgery. Daniel Descalso gets a bump on his ankle. They're like, 45 days 45 for that days. asshole. <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to be the new Jason Mott just standing at <laughs> Oh, oh, that's uh, Starly Castro sucks. We won't even hear that. Um, I mean, I I will say at the start of last year, you know, when we thought there would be a full season, I definitely had worries that this was going to be a down year for the Brewers. But I think with this shortened series uh, season, I should say, uh, it plays more into the hands of the Brewers and their style and the depth we have and the depth in the starting pitching we have that is going to be necessary to do this, you know, 60-game season. Um, your entire bullpen is failed starters, which, <laughs> and, and it has been for years, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, the opener, the, you know, you piece it together and get it done, except for one play out there in right field last year. Oh, Trent Grisham, no longer on the team, traded him away. I <laughs> uh, don't need him. You immediately, can, immediately gone. There's no way Trent Grisham could show up at Milwaukee ever again. Never again. Like if any, like he could be at the Fawn statue, like <laughs> in the middle of Milwaukee, and somebody be like, "Fucking Trent Grisham," and like start throwing whatever they have on, on at him. Oh, Keen, Danny, Danny, them. beer bottles, beer bottles. They all have beer bottles yeah. in their hands at all times in Milwaukee. 
Oh, of course. So, and, and who, how we baptize our children? We just break a beer bottle over their head. <laughs> it's, by the way, that it, that's how the circumcision is done too. We do it the same day. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You you break the bottle over their head and then use that broken bottle to just yank off that foreskin. So, uh, tell me. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a sanitized situation. It's got alcohol on it. So um, tell me about your changes. I know that you lost your catcher, which was a, that's a big deal. You know, you, you, you lose Yasmani Grandal to the White Sox, which is kind of like, well, I'm kind of picking the White Sox to maybe. The, yeah, the good news for the Cubs is we won't see him. Oh, wait, six times this six year. Times. Yeah, we we yeah. see Yasmani again as much, almost as much as we see the Brewers. But like, you know what, you, you lose him, but. You know who else is new on the team? You you gave me a graphic for your third. Yeah, well, we we lost a lot of power on this team. I mean, Eric Thames is gone, Mustakas is gone, Grandal's gone. I mean, right there alone, these are guys hitting above twenty, up to thirty home runs a year. And and Yaz is the big one for us. I mean, consistent catcher, played pretty much every day down the stretch, walked two hundred times last year. I mean, the guy was all around, and he got the money he needed. So that was a big worry. But uh, then we go out and we get Navarez from uh, the Seattle, the Mariners. And the guy's got some pop. He's stepped up. He's had a pretty good uh, preseason here. Uh, I mean, 28. Sorry. One of my home runs as a catcher, 28. That was last year. Nar- right, look at that stats. Narvaez for the Mariners. Yeah, Narvaez. Oh, there you go. You got it up. Yeah. No, I got, I got the Brewers opening day lineup up for all the uh, oh, there you go. people. But, yeah, so I think we're, we're filling in a lot of the power that we lost. I mean, we have Justin Smoke, who has hit over 20 home runs. He's almost – I mean, he had a year where he hit, what, 37, 38 for Toronto. Um, could, could anything have been better for Josh Hader than a shortened season? Because no, I think he had so many innings on his arm last year. Now he's at an extended rest, plus it's a shortened season, so there's no way Council can make him, you know – throw as many innings as he did last year. That's I mean, got to be great for you, right? I mean, I think the guy, what did he have, 90 appearances last year, which is just absurd. Yeah. But he's the two-time National League uh, reliever of the year. He's led reliever. Steve Ciszek couldn't believe how many innings yeah. he had. <laughs> I mean, he, he, like you said, he needed this rest. And on top of that, that allowed Corey Knable coming off of Tommy John surgery to get healthy and to come back. And he's been lights out in what we've seen coming back here. So the back end of that rotation has really filled itself out. It's healthy. It's ready to go. It you mean the like bullpen? A bullpen, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a rotation. Like, you just don't have one. The rotation's rotating at all times. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would say. It's a rotation and rotation. Um, I would just say this, though, and and I've been kind of, I you know, keeping my eyes up north, and, and I'm in Wisconsin most of the time now. Um, the one guy that, that could have a breakout season that I've been looking at is Corbin Burns. Absolutely. I mean, from LA look, law, if you look at our three starters that started the season last year, it was uh, Corbin Burns, it was Woodruff, and it was uh, Freddie Peralta. Those are the three starters on the team. All of them had playoff experience as relievers in that run we had. And then we went into last year going, all right, we're going to give these young guys a chance to be starters. And only Woodruff had the breakthrough season. Corbin Burns got sent down. He got sent up. Um, I think he had LASIK surgery. Guess he couldn't see the strike zone. But like you said, I mean, he's just been fire. He's been striking out everybody on the team, and he's getting the start in the second game of the series against you guys. I mean, this guy has, I mean, two, three potential when he's right, and he's looked right. So 
I mean, we're banking on him to have a great year for and, us. And you picked up Avasail Garcia, and he was a White Sox before. Uh, do you think he's going to get much time out there? Or is I think he's going to get a ton of time, especially with Ryan Braun hasn't been healthy. Surprise, surprise to start the season. It's always back pain, whatever lingering steroid issues he has. Heavy um, eyeballs. Yeah, heavy eyeballs. Heavy eyeballs. <laughs> and, 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 and then it puts them all out of whack because he's got very shrunken actual balls. <laughs> from the it's always, always outside where they're like yeah ryan braun doesn't need a lot of at-bats to get ready for the season like that's not an excuse that he's hurt to start the year every year i loved the quote the other day somebody asked ryan braun will it be weird to not get booed at wrigley and ryan braun was like oh i fully expect somebody to boo me from somewhere <laughs> oh yeah I mean, crawley's gonna be booing from a from roof, roof. Yeah. i'm gonna be booing from a i will be at the rooftop tomorrow yeah. and i will be booing ryan braun yeah mightily he, he, yeah, he, 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 he totally can that, it. You can give that him that corona if you yell out enough, you know. <laughs> All I'm saying is is if you cannot hear me on the broadcast, I'm I will be disappointed in myself. Uh, and then you also picked up uh Jed Jerko, which I mean, we hate him. Oh, and I don't know why. Oh man, I, I think we all hated him as a cardinal, man. He yeah, had that one breakout year, he had 30 home runs for him and he was just raking against interdivisional teams. And uh yeah, so that's the platoon. I mean, we got Eric Sogard back. You got Jed Jerko. You got Brock Holt. Um, these guys are going to be going between, you know, essentially third base and second base. Maybe they'll be seeing a little DH. Uh, so that's platoon. And it's that's the great thing about this shortened season is, like, you don't know who the hot hand's going to be. You don't have time to figure that out. So you find it, and you're going to ride it. And luckily, we have some depth there, some guys that have proved it, some guys that have hit over 300, some guys that have hit over 20, 30 home runs. And I think that's what this season is about. Now, who is this guy, J.P. Feyerisen? F-E-Y-E-R-E-I-S-E-N. What a name. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is just uh, new. 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 Uh, and you've got Justin Grimm, ex-Cub. Yeah, that's a like, – how do you guys feel about that? I'm a, he's terrible. <laughs> I'm so happy that he's good. He's we, on your team. We loved, we loved him in 2015. I think. Yeah, 2015. Think, yeah. Outside of that, it was it was just brutal. Well, 2015, like I, 2015, he had a good year. 2016, he had his ups and downs, and then after that, he really just couldn't stick. But he's a. Here's the thing. I, I've met him a couple times. Really nice guy. But you know, I, I when he made the roster, which was I, I believe he was a uh, non-roster invitee for the Brewers. When he did, yes, he I. Was. I congratulated him and he responded back. He's a, he's a good dude. He, and, and, you know, for me, I always have a soft spot for any of the 2016. So I just wished him luck except against the Cubs. He's a good dude. Yeah, Hopefully they, he's got it together. I mean, he wasn't making this team and he pitched himself onto it. They said he found his slider. Um, I mean, I guess if that's the case, you know, a lot of the sports talk shows here, they're, they're putting a lot of eggs in that basket because I mean, besides Knable and besides Hater. There's a lot of questions of who's going to fill out. Dude, we're the that, same way. We, are, then, you know? we are the exact same way. And like, it, it, and if I mean the hitting, like the Cubs know what they've got with their their offense right now. You know, for the most part, it's the same old kind of. Uh, you know, it's it's what we've had, but the bullpen is all brand new. You guys are always brand new, so you guys are always you're pretty much used to always being like, hey, we picked up this guy from. Uh, you know, from China, and I guess he's okay. And you know, like you've always got something like that going on. We got so. Anthony Fauci actually on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
effectively wild, possibly. He, he is. Th- he he did throw out the first pitch, and he yeah. looked like Dylan Maples. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had he had that much spin. Oh man! Yeah, it spun all the way into the first base dugout. I believe. <laughs> oh well, he, that's the problem is that he was the only one in the White House not spinning anything. Right. Boom. <laughs> oh, hey now, hey now. Hey, could you get me a job writing out in L.A.? Because <laughs> right. yeah. we're, we're all unemployed, Eric. Um, so That's the um, kind of joke that kills in Peoria. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, by, by the way, not a lot of COVID cases in Peoria. So maybe that is exactly where comedy, the next hub of comedy will be. <laughs> so um, can we do a little rakes, flakes, and throws and blows? Are we, are we, go- are we good with the... Uh, with getting back to some like normalcy here, oh, man. Here we are. Yeah. So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. So let's pick up a rake at Home Depot. And Eric, tell me on the Brewers who rakes, and then Michael, I want you to counter. Oh God damn it! Cubs. I I totally did mine. Fucking totally. Like. Oh, oh, I, I, I didn't do yeah. mine in a Never way mind. that works. I, I am like I'm ruining your artistic process. Forget about it. <laughs> oh, are we going? Are we going uh, Eric, you're you're just in. You're just in. You're Eric. just you're just in. It's you for the next I'll twenty count, minutes. I'll we're counter, all gonna I'll go counter, to the bathroom. Eric. We're well, gonna grab a beer. It's just Eric Wheel and shit. We low show. Can you bring up uh I think I sent you the Brewers lineup that we had against the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, this kind of gives you an idea of what we're probably gonna be going at you with uh tomorrow. And right out of the gate, I gotta go Kessinira. I mean this guy Putting him in the three-hole, he has not even had a full MLB season yet. It just talks about the faith that they have in this guy. He's like your Chris Bryant in their view. Yes, 100%. He was the only untradeable guy throughout his entirety of coming up with the Brewers. I mean, he stepped up. He hit in you know, the playoff games that we had last year. He had a strong stretch going down the end. I mean, this guy has... 25 home run potential up to 30 and especially in the shortened season playing in Cincinnati playing in Chicago playing in Milwaukee like this guy hasn't even reached potential yet and also hitting behind Yelich I mean you're I mean that's a big spot and it just speaks to it and the guy rakes that's all I could say the defense is improving that's been the big thing against him does it surprise you that you hit I mean I don't know if Yelich in this lineup against the White Sox the other day he's hitting second Yes. Goes Kane, whose legs fell apart last year. So, like, that's weird. Another I mean, guy that's going to yeah. benefit from a 60-game season. Well, like like Rizzo, I, I they said he lost a bunch of weight in the offseason to kind of lighten it up on his legs. I mean, I think he's still going to have that old man swagger, but a healthy Lorenzo Kane from two years ago is a great player. I mean, even on bad legs, he won a gold glove last year, and that does win you games. I will tell you uh, – with uh, here, uh, I was at a um, a friend invited me to uh, one of the suites in Milwaukee. So Ooh. I came in. I came in talking a lot of shit. Had my flags all pumped up. And Cor- the cub- Crawley is this is this your um, story time with Crawley? Actually, right now, <laughs> it's just a real please, short one. Please, uh, please <laughs> name drop some more about this sweet life with Zach and Cody. Sweet <laughs> <laughs> life with Zach and Crawley. But Crawley, you were texting me earlier. You said that you've got a story that you want to tell about getting kicked out or banned. Even that, that's a different story for a different okay, day. Right. But that's, uh, that's all I'm asking. That's I was right. at Hiora, and uh, he hit a double in the eighth to tie it. And then in the 10th inning, the, uh, the Cubs hit the took, shot. Yeah, he, he hit one off of Craig Kimbrell and just crushed one. And I was so effing pissed. Like, I was steaming. I was, I was pretty drunk. And I was, no, I was not drunk. I was just pissed. 
And I was driving home and I, I get home and I literally just went on a Twitter rant how the fucking Cubs pissed me off. But he, <laughs> he absolutely crushed Hira. He crushed Crimble. He crushed that ball. Yeah, I mean, he batted 303 last year. Uh, what did he have? How many home runs? 19 home runs, 49 RBIs. The guy stole nine bases. I mean, he's going to produce. And that's what he is. He's a clutch hitter. He's a contact hitter. He can, he can do what you need in the situations. He can take walks, takes pitches. Right. I'm excited, and- man. This is, this is the new him and Yelich. I mean, this is going to be our team, the backbone it for years to come, in my opinion. And and having him behind Yelich, like you said, is going to just make all the difference in the world. It is you're going to have to pitch around Yelich, and here is not going to be an easy task to. No, and it, it, and it provides consistency we didn't have before. I mean, we had a rotating cast of Mustakis, Travis Shaw, you know, Ryan Braun. Will he play? Won't he play? Right. And this is a guy you're plugging in every day, and he's going to be there. It reminds me of the back in the 2007, 2008 days when you had uh, a young Ryan Braun and Prince Fielder. Exactly. Probably a little less power from here, but yeah, a lot of similarities there. I mean, it seems to be a formidable lineup because even after him, you get, I mean, Braun, I mean, how happy is he to not have to play the first base or the outfield? Like he was going to be your first baseman this year. Was he not? There was talk of that until the DH came in. Yeah, it was a crowded outfield. I mean, you're bringing in Garcia you're paying the guy $10 million a year, you know, you got to figure out what you're going to do with them. And just Braun being hurt all the time, it's what just, do you do? Now it's, it's, it's like you pay him – I feel like the Brewers feel the need to pay him the respect because he's been there and done it, but he hasn't been consistent. Oh, my God. Oh, ah, ooh, ee, ooh, ee, ooh, oh, my God, I cut my balls. Is what I sounded like when I cut my balls shaving. Hey – Men, start taking notes because manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past because of the manscaped lawnmower 3.0, which has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. Now, this is their third generation trimmer and it features advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Now, the Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience, and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And they just released the new improved lawnmower 3.0. So when I tell you this is a premium, I mean it's a premium. The battery's going to last 90 minutes, so you can shave your balls for 90 minutes, and that's an hour and a half of ball shaving. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too, because who wants to shave not in the shower? Right. So, uh, one of the coolest features is an LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. And let's not forget about the charging stand. So, show your mower off loud and proud, because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So, many people have written in stories about how the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pictures, so I could see the smoothness for myself, and they aren't kidding. Those are some smooth-ass balls. So you need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. And your balls are going to thank you. You get 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair, damn it, and your balls are going to thank you.
Ah, you thought you were going to go back to the show, but instead we're going to talk about Bet Online because sports are coming back. Baseball's coming back. So here's your chance to bet on sports with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. You got UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, EPL. They're all going on. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You want more? Well, their betonline.ag has more. Simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, UFC. They're happening every day for you to watch. You can wager. And uh, MLB's coming back. NBA's coming back. NFL's coming back. And betonline.ag has futures odds on everything you can imagine. You got season win totals, division odds, championship odds. Just make sure to visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to join now you're going to receive a free welcome bonus now back to the sunranto show betonline.ag so well he's consistent against the cubs and you got you know oh, he's, he's a cubs killer he cubs is killer i mean that's cubs killer that's why you love the guy yeah, yeah Danny has actually been advocating for many years that we do not boo him because it seems to be exactly. It's the superpower. It's the stupidest thing we do. Um, but no. Danny, Danny, it's just when you see him, the hatred bubbles up in you. <laughs> I can't even control it. I got to look at him all game because I sit out in the left field bleachers. You know what I mean? He's right. just there, and he's a fucking asshole. Like you know, he knows we hate him, and he doesn't even play a good villain. Like he's not even good at being a villain. Like he doesn't like. You know, let me take the graphic off. He doesn't even like give us like any of this. No. Blah, no. blah, blah. He, he doesn't have time for it. And he'll like stretch a little bit. And we're like, Braun, you fucking are stupid. And you, your pants <laughs> don't fit very well. And like, we'll say everything to him, you know, all game. And he just pretends we're not there. He's, but he, we know we hear him. We see his. He's, back. Not only that, he's he just got, back hear us. He's got one of those douche faces that you just want to punch. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Ugh, fish eyes, and uh, but I, I will say this about uh, Ben Gamble, who goes out and once Braun gets a little bit too tired because his eyes are weighing him down. Um, <laughs> ben Ben Gamble goes out. He's got to go rest his eyes. Yeah. One, one yeah. Day I, one day I heckled Gamble with this. I said, "You're the poor man's Jason Worth." <laughs> he fucking cracked up and he was like, damn, bro. Like, that was a fucking good one. He was like, absolutely, I am. It's crazy that you big him up because uh, he was going to be my second rank, man. He's been raking. He's He's been uh, spending a lot of time with Christian Yelich, apparently. He's changed his approach. I mean, he's not on the story roster. He'd be our backup outfielder, obviously. Your backup raker? Our, yeah. And. He's hitting for a lot more power. He went yard yesterday again against the White Sox. Plays great outfield. He's got some speed. Clutch hitter off the bench. Proved it last year. I mean, it's not a fun thing to say that your rake is a guy coming off your bench, but you're definitely going to need him this shortened season. So he's a guy I would look out for. Do the Cubs even have that? Do I mean, Caratini, I would say, is maybe our best our best bench bat. I don't, right. I don't see him. I don't know if you're going to see him a lot on the bench with the DH. Well, then, then are you saying Jason Kipnis is our best bench bat? Best bench bat. Best bench bat. Best bat bat. You know, all this talk, you know. We, this is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Best Cup podcast. This is, Wait, that's what we make him say next. <laughs> Jason Kipnis is our best bench bat. <laughs> 
that's, that's our next cameo that we make. For but, but in all honesty, it's just getting used to the bench not really being – it's not like bench bad. It's like guys are going to have to be able to play whole games. It's not like you're going to have like a – pinch hitter that much, maybe, you know, late in games, a righty versus a lefty, those type of situations. But, you know, it's, it's extra innings, man on second. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just a totally different baseball world that our minds are just not even used to yet where, ooh, who's the first guy to come off the bench? It's not like that anymore. God, they really did not waste this pandemic at all. They're you like, got- now all the players wear skirts. You know, like, oh, why? <laughs> yeah. You know, can I just say, Ivy Envy had the best idea Instead of doing the runner at second to start uh, extra innings, they need to just have the bases full. No, that was uh, the rant. Oh, oh, I heard it on IVMV, so. Oh, they stole that shit from me. They stole that from the rant. Well, okay, then the rants. Exactly. We all steal from each other, and and, uh, that's fine. Anyway, that's a great idea because then every hit results in a different amount of runs rather than there just being one guy out there and they're doing everybody's trying to do the same thing you know i would love to see it, i mean it's terrible for the reliever that has to start a start an inning with the bases juiced to no outs imagine now you have a bases loaded specialist like that you know like he never throws wild pitches he never you know he he you know i i, I don't know what else is good for a uh a, a bases loaded specialist. All right, you you got to get grounders. I yep. mean, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You got to bring get- bring the uh, bring the inf- have an extra infielder. Get somebody that can throw it on the ground and throw it home. Yeah, that that's actually when you bring your position player in because uh, swinging at the seventy five mile per hour fastball is what fucks people up the most. I'd argue you should bring in your knuckler in that position. Um. <laughs> oh, knuckler might actually become a position no, if you're doing yeah. that. Yeah, you, you just you, you throw it a little harder so it bounces off the back, and then you got a chance at the plate. You know, it's essentially a throwout. I like okay, it. There you go. You you call it the Astros rule, and you just bean the guy who's playing. Oh wait, no, you can't get an out on that. God how damn many, it! How many times would you go for the you know traditional you know six four three double play versus? home first and letting the run score like mm. it, you'd some you that would be one decision you'd have to make like it would be with bases loaded it would be the double play inning and by the way double play is one of the best plays in baseball in my opinion it deserves an extra cheer imagine oh. how many fights manny machado would get in alone i right. mean well and then i mean then you're also getting like you know the sacrifice fly you're you're getting uh, players in the outfield. Like you may substitute the outfield for they can't catch well, but they got guns. You know, it's like an outfield full of catchers or or, or pitchers. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Finally, bring the pitcher back in. Travis Wood would be so happy right now. <laughs> yeah. Just just learn to catch a freaking pop fly. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Fucking fire that thing in at 108 mile per hour. Well, except if the ball gets past him because he can't play it out of bounds because he doesn't know how to do that. You know, then all three runs scored, which is what happened to Eric Wheelow in the Brewers last year. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> uh, against the world champion nationals. Like that must have given you some sort of solace. That at least they yeah, solid, well, solid enough to bet against the Nationals in their game today and cash in eighty bucks. So there we go. Yeah, because they got rained out. Are they going to finish that? You think? 
Eh, it doesn't matter. I did the first five oh, innings. Is, is this game getting rained out that is happening right now? Immediately yeah. after a Rob Manford interview. <laughs> right after Rob Manford They made it five and a third, so it's a complete game. Could, yeah, could this be any more 2020, a rain out and Fauci bouncing the ball? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking perfect. By the way, the Dodgers play the Giants tonight, so like, there's at least – Do they? Do they, though? I mean <laughs> – I don't know. I'm pretty sure, though, is it in L.A.? Is it – you're in L.A. right now. I think I mentioned that before, but um, is it in your city or is it – I know you don't live near Dodger Stadium or is it in San Francisco? Uh, dude, honestly, the amount of shit I don't give about the Dodgers, I don't know the answer <laughs> to that question. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter because the people are going to die tonight. I, I can we, we lose more an a, uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim guy. Hey, oh, yeah, man. It's actually easier to get to that stadium than it is to get to Dodger Stadium. You know, I just hop out a train, you know, drive two hours, and there I am in Anaheim. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, honest, honestly, it's like two hours to get out of the Dodgers uh, parking lot, and you might as well drive to Anaheim. And, um, Parking. Yeah, and I won't get punched in the face, so that's always a benefit of not oh. going to Dodger Stadium. Oh God, I, I, you know what? I should put that in into this show uh, for a future day. Uh, day. Uh, you know, my my girlfriend Eric knows this. What he's referring to is Nicole Wiesner, my girlfriend, getting uh, punched in the face by a Dodgers fan. But we were in the middle of Rex Flakes throws and blows. Sorry, uh, yeah, but the game is in LA. <laughs> Now, I really like your flakes here because I see it in the show notes. <laughs> and Braun is your injured flake. again. Sore back. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Same story every year, but we need him against the Cubs. So let's march him up there and uh, put him in the four isn't, hole. Let's do it. Isn't sore back what they would code for herpes flare up? Yeah, I think that's what it is. But we like to be nice to his wife. You know, they just had a kid who probably <laughs> has herpes now. <laughs> and fish eyes. And uh, uh, um, so herpes simplex birth. You already talked about this guy, but who's your throw? Uh, Corey Knable. He's back. I, I said if anybody has benefited the most from this offseason is Corey coming off of Tommy John they're worried about his stuff not being up to speed yet he's throwing 92 93 but he's painting the plate and he's getting there and the big part for us is it just solidifies the back end of the, uh, the bullpen like I said gives Hater an out you know and there's potential that he closes some games for us and they split it depending on before it's just we had Jeffers or we had Hater, so we always had somebody to close it out now there's two options there. If you want to stretch Hater out, go two innings. The next day you don't got to worry about it. And uh, how do you how do you feel about Jeffers? Because now he's on our team. And uh, I mean, do you, do you have a Jeff somebody that is making sure that there's no uh, booze in, in in the locker room? That's the real question. Can you keep yeah, a yeah, it's Chris Bryant? Oh, let, let, no, let, no, no, please. <laughs> this is the show to this shot. Like, tell us what you know about Jeremy Jeffers, please. Well, the guy's got two DUIs, right? I mean, he's got a DUI with Texas. He got a DUI with us. I mean, I don't like to make fun of somebody's sobriety, and he's really fought through it. And, I mean, he's really bounced back as a player. I mean, he's, what, two years off of, you know, a sub-two ERA, over 70 appearances, 
I mean, he made the all-star team, was one of the better relievers that year in that, you know, playoff run for us. I mean, but the guy has been hampered by injuries and his arm has lost the velocity that it once had. So the question is, I mean, I haven't seen him pitch for you guys. I don't know if the velocity's back. You rode him really hard. I would say the velocity's not what it the velocity is not what it was, but you know, you're talking about a bullpen right now that has a lot of unproven talent for the Cubs. And so they want probably somebody with some experience in big moments, which, you know, he's able to bring. He does provide that. And he's a bulldog, man. He doesn't back down. I mean, I remember a famous at bat against Soto where they were staring each other down and he struck him out, man. I mean, that was the famous at bat for us really rallied the team around him. He's a team guy. He owns a food truck. You guys are going to eat well. Um, no, he can't. He can't have the food truck now. <laughs> he can't drive the food truck legally. But um, <laughs> uh, but I will say I, I, I root for the guy. But it's a lot of eggs to put into a basket in a guy that's coming off a very shortened season, and even when he was pitching an ineffective season. I mean, will he be healthy? I don't know. And with the question marks with, you know, Kimbrel, is it really where you want to be on the back end there? Well, that's really the question for our team. And, you know, is where is Craig Kimbrel right now? And the the back end of the Cubs bullpen might not be Jeremy Jeffress and Craig Kimbrel even after 20 games, like who knows? It could it be like the Wick brothers show up and yeah. you know, but that, that, being the guys uh, because they all throw hard too. I mean, they paid them lots of money, not, not uh, Jeffress so much, but Kimball for sure. And I don't know what, what were you going to say, Crawley? Uh, I'm going to say is that they're hoping it's going to be Jefferson Kimball. We don't know if that's what's going to be, but that's the hope is that these guys can come back. Uh, Kimball, obviously his fastball just doesn't have what it once had. And so they're really been working with him on secondary, you know, different pitches to kind of start mixing it up a little bit because what he had wasn't fooling anybody. Right. I mean, he went so far as to shave his beard to get like another mile per hour on that fastball. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he thought he could like streamline his face it was so awesome. that it wouldn't slow his arm down. It was, it was so that the mask was more comfortable. <laughs> like, no, honestly, like everybody I know with a beard shaved their beard because it sucks in the summer Wearing a mask with a beard on. Well, a big beard at least. Well, that size beard. But it does <laughs> kind of throw it does, you know, he's got his thing, you know, that yeah. he does. And, and his praying mantis. But which looks so good when you got the beard going down. Like without the beard, like it I, I don't know, it's kind of not working for me. Like he's got it. No, no. I wish he wouldn't stand like that anymore. Now I'm kind of like, you know, people are always like, that guy's too flashy. Like I look at him standing in there like that. I'm like, what's wrong with you now? Do you <laughs> like that stance? I mean, I'm not a fan of the, the stance. The stance looked cool on. when he had, when he had the beard, it looked yeah, cool. It looks stupid now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. That's, that's now he looks like, I'm more down a, with it now. I mean, no. he looks more like a brain mantis. Mantises not, don't not. have beards. No, they, he do. Looked, they have uh, insect kind of beards. An I'm, insect beard. Tentacles, like, you know, I, I'm just telling you that romantic. right now he just looks like a – right now he looks like a skinny scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not in. I think he always looked like a skinny scarecrow. John Friedman. No, but he had the beard. It, it, it was like an, uh, a man who different. offers candy to kids. <laughs> <laughs> 
He does kind of look like that. Actually, children don't go near people who stand like that. <laughs> Let's go to blows. Yeah, yeah. Well, I oh, the, blow I, us, Eric Wheeler. Oh, boy. I want to throw in one more throw, Brandon Woodruff. I mean, yeah. this guy was okay. We could do. We could go blows too, but we we got Woody tomorrow. Well, yeah, I think you guys are going. I think you guys are going in a second. We're going to talk about him when we uh, preview this. Oh, uh, that's right. Series. Yeah. Fuck me. No, 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 go ahead and talk about him. Then I won't have to ask you about him later. All right. Well, Woody, I mean, a little bit of a – Here he thought I was talking to her, by the way. Injury-plagued season last year, but he did come back, and he went 11-3 and three for the Brewers, man. I mean, this guy was a bulldog. He's got ace stuff. I mean, we got a huge belief in him that he's going to be the front end of this rotation for quite some time. Um, he's scary, man. He's a scary dude. He's throwing hard. He's coming at batters aggressively. And I don't know, man, it's – it's it's a good dude to have finally for the Brewers somebody that you're like this is our guy. So yeah, that's, a, that's a weird number one to have. You know what I do mean, you mean? Well, it's a guy that could go six innings finally. Like the Brewers are the Zach Davies of the world and the Wayne Miley's, and this is a guy that can go every five days and he can give you some innings, eat it up, rest hater, you know, use some different options. I mean, yeah, because you don't pay pitching. No. Uh, yeah, the the Brewers don't. The Cubs absolutely do. No, we're we're um, in the world of Eric Lowers and Brett Anderson and guys from Korea. You know the the Lindbloms of the world. Nobody that come in and that Brett Anderson is on your team. The human wheelchair who and he's DL had, again. <laughs> yeah, had his stint with the Cubs for a moment. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, they paid can, they paid Craig Council so that he could just put together all of these different arms in a way that seems to work. They pay the the manager, not the arms. So Bert Anderson and I got into it on Twitter and uh, made the local headlines here in Chicago, but uh, he's an asshole, man. The guy's an asshole. <laughs> you ever consider maybe you're the asshole? No, I'm not the asshole. I'm not the asshole. I-T-A? Like, any player I bring up is like, I was tweeting at him and uh, <laughs> 2.30 in the morning on a fucking Tuesday and uh, had a few beers. Had a few beers. And, and so uh, <laughs> exactly. I, got, I got his home number from a friend of a friend and uh, decided to ring him up. Brett Anderson. Got his address. I decided to swing by 133, blackout drunk. Me and Jeremy Jeffries Red drove Anderson. on over there. We gave his brother a little ringy ring. <laughs> on his birthday, I sent him a card with a piece of shit in it. <laughs> Brett Anderson was on the Cubs. I'm going with this. Brett Anderson was on the Cubs, and uh, wait, wait, he then on, went to- is this the story about you getting kicked out of the No, this is a different story. <laughs> he got he got kicked out of fucking Brewers Stadium just for something he did when Anderson was with the Cubs. No, 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 no. no. Anderson, uh, he went to Toronto, and he had a couple good starts, and he kind of took a shot at the Cubs and Chris Basio. So, see, I'm not the asshole. It's, it's Anderson. So, Anderson oh, says. Oh, wait, what, what? Because, because he took a shot at Basio, who I think oh. everybody thinks is an asshole now. Well, well the the too, so fuck Brett Anderson. So Brett Anderson says it's crazy what happens when you aren't tinkered with and you can just go out and pitch. And so I basically that pissed me off because I you didn't that tattooed on your arm because I saw you look down. Oh no, it's it's uh, a tweet. <laughs> so I put it down here. It says Brett Anderson taking a shot at Cubs pitching coach Chris Basio after one mediocre start. See you on the DL soon. Hashtag 
Mr. Glass, which Brett responded. Brett responded. Brett responded. I wasn't taking a shot. It was more of just being able to hit the reset button. I obviously wasn't very good in Chicago, and that's on me. Got that right, Brett Anderson. What an asshole. What an asshole to fucking own up. Asshole. You're really generous asshole. with you. You are the asshole, Carl. There was no doubt. He seemed very sweet, man. Like... Yeah, no, Crawley takes his cup seriously. Like, but but here's the thing: is that Brett Anderson, <laughs> I did suck, very sir. disappointing. And to and we've we've given Brett Anderson a lot of shit on this. We call him the human wheelchair, which was a <laughs> name that preceded him. So well, but that was on, wasn't that on Wikipedia? Yeah, <laughs> that, that was his name. It's in his Wikipedia post, or not post, but uh, profile or whatever they call oh, it. God, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's that, just and that shows the level of research we do on this show. Yeah, it's uh, something on Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, that's how we try not to get COVID. Just uh, <laughs> cut to Crawley at Brett Anderson's funeral, just ho- holding up signs <laughs> just outside of it. Fuck Brett Anderson. <laughs> Picture of the tweet. <laughs> Fuck. He said, that's on me. Fuck that's that guy. Fuck that guy. He agreed with my argument. How dare he? No, 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 he did not agree. He knew what he did. He took a shot, and then there he was, tried to walk it back. Don't go on just because he responded nicely. He knew he fucked up. He knew he fucked up sitting there talking shit. You don't talk shit that way. <laughs> Brett Anderson. Yeah, I mean, Twitter's a tough place because you're sitting at home. You know, yeah. you know, just like you said, you're you're in your car, you're swinging by the guy's house. All of a sudden, <laughs> you're shooting people. Like you, you know, know, you're stopping by local schools, asking if his kids go here. You know, just normal <laughs> behavior of a fan. You know, yeah. before you know it, it just got off the rail. <laughs> I'm gonna stand my ground on this. Fred Anderson's an asshole. Well, thank you. For- for drinking that Wisconsin beer too, as you said, yeah, New Glarus, New Glarus in Crawley's hand. By the way, what is everybody drinking? It's a little early for you, Eric, but I I know you do it, it, it imbibe from time. Not anymore. This show has been like four hours long, so we've rolled, we've rolled right into his drinking time. Yeah, it's still only six thirty, but I I I should go gra- uh, crack a a New Glarus. I did a little road trip during this quarantine to Wisconsin, picked up a whole carload, brought it back here. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah. drinking uh, the Lagunitas Daytime. It's a, Ooh. it's like a, it's like a low alcohol, low calorie IPA, and it's actually pretty good. That explains why you're the only voice of reason at this point. <laughs> I, no, I literally like getting in these shows. I got to find the low alcohol beers because I will be fucking blotto by the end of the show. Like three hours in, and I've had a six pack and. Nine percent beer. Yeah, I, I have a couple beers on these shows, and I've noticed I get a little angry, and then your fans hate me. <laughs> and you know, at some point, I would like to come uh, hang out in the bleachers, but I wouldn't want to be murdered. You know, it's kind of a balance. So uh, we we well, are actually here. starting a whole hold. thing about how you know, hey, we're we're promoting Wrigley as a friendly, fun place to come. So you can be our test case. Okay. If it doesn't go well, <laughs> we'll know. Dude, I, I brought a guy to left field in a banana costume that was rooting for the Brewers one time, and it went great. I'm well, sure he's wearing he's- a fucking banana costume. Exactly. <laughs> I just know. I just know that the Brewers fans talk a lot of shit. But guess what? They're missing us now that we're not coming and spending our money at their little oh, yeah. uh, stadium. 
No, in we're fact, not. But we got you bringing Corona up to fucking Lake Geneva and every other lake town in our goddamn state. <laughs> we're getting your money either way. Yeah, but look this, at this. Look at from what, the Milwaukee Mag right here. This is from right here. I hate to say it, but we are missing all those Cub fans from Illinois who fill the ballpark and create a great rivalry. The reality is, this is a temporary situation. We believe long term. They want us back. Well, sure. Yeah. Oh, surprise! Surprise! A franchise wants money. Well, oh my god! I know. That's oh, rich people want money in LA. Breaking yeah. news! Breaking yeah. news! We like our stadium full, uh, yeah. and that's why you miss us. That is why you miss us. Well, I don't miss you. I don't miss this smugness at all. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't I, miss one second of it. I will absolutely. I am so glad that the Milwaukee Brewers are in the National League now. Like I'm sure when you grew up, Eric, you you were a, a fan of the American League. Oh, it was all Tigers and White Sox. It was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that yeah. was not really the uh, rivalry that the Brewers Cubs has grown into because Chicago will fight anybody. No, like, of course. Like we just, have nothing better to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, no. The, the, we, it's it's obvious. Like I don't even know why Trump's sending troops into our city. It's like you do realize you're going to get your ass kicked, embarrassed, and thrown out of here, right? You know, like, that's what's going to happen here in Chicago. But uh, but you know, <laughs> you know, and so that's what I, mean. I I brought a, a man in a banana costume from Milwaukee. Yeah, you know, a big Brewers fan, the Rally Banana, a great fan. But he came out there and, you know, he left a sad banana. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, what I'm what I'm saying is here. I'm so glad that the Milwaukee and Chicago can, like, get their rivalry on because the White Sox were never going to do it for you. Did you really no. hate the White Sox ever? No. I mean, it was all before the repositioning of divisions when we were playing the Orioles and St. Louis and Boston and the Yankees every year. That was like. Yeah, which uh, are Yount years? In, you were in, in the, the AL East. Yeah, when we were, those are the Yount years, the Molitor years, you know, yeah. before they repositioned it then. Those were actual rivalries when very few teams made the playoffs. We'd be a 90 win team year after year, and we want to make it. So then we came here, and it was what? The Astros. And then we go to the NL, and it's the Astros again, you know, or I should say. <laughs> well, and now, and now the entire fucking league is the AL, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it, but it took us years to become competitive to make it a rivalry. We were, you know, the team that everybody – we were the Pittsburgh Pirates, and now we're not anymore. And it's a good feeling, man, because between the Cardinals, between the Cubs, you feel it. And with How much did season, Bud Selig have to do with that? Hmm. Bud Selig, his whole family being a part of it and being the commissioner of baseball. I mean, the repositioning or what? Are, well, kind of. He just did whatever he could just to fucking make that team relevant. Well, he made baseball better, but he never gave a shit about the fucking Brewers. That was the big <laughs> problem. He never wanted to spend the goddamn money. I've gone to Miller Park a few times, and I just yeah, wonder. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to play the theme song, though, because it's coming. you got to tell the story on this show. Can I play the theme song? Yeah, we're we're cutting my rakes and flakes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. They, we'll, get, we'll get back to it. I just, I want this story. No, now. we really we really are. Go to the go to this one. We're cutting the other thing. I'm all right. I'm gonna. Story time with Crawley, with Crawley, with Crawley. Story time with Crawley. It's Crawley story time. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, a picture with you with a baby. Now let's hear this awful story of belligerence. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, I use I usually go get beer during this this <laughs> part of the show, but uh, I'll stick around this time. So what ends up happening <laughs> is that my brother's getting married, and he wants to have his bachelor party in Wisconsin. We have a home up by Wisconsin, a family home, and my brother is like the exact opposite of me. If you ever met my brother, and uh, he's pretty kind of calm oh, and he's, chill. <laughs> he's nice. He's not an asshole. What is the opposite of Crawley? Like I can't <laughs> imagine the the yang to your ying. Oh yeah, he is, and uh, and so he tells me, you know, my bachelor party. I want to go to Wisconsin. I want my friends to come up. I don't want the strippers, any of that shit. And I, okay, okay, fine. Well, I find out that when he was pl- oh nice, nice, nice. The cans, I like the cans. When he goes to um, when when he was gonna, wanted to come in, the Brewers were playing the Cubs, so we rented a bus for his bachelor party. Filled it with beer, and we went to Miller Park, and we really had a good time tailgating. We brought a beer pong. We were having a good time. Everything's all good. I didn't realize a couple things. Number one, I didn't realize that the Brewers bleachers are assigned. One more interruption, people. This is the ad-filled version of the Sunranto Show, and it's a total waste of your time. What you should be doing is subscribing to the ad-free podcast feed at patreon.com slash sunranto p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash sunranto for a dollar a month twelve dollars a year which is basically the equivalent of buying us one beer to split between everybody that does this podcast per year twelve bucks a year a dollar a month I will repeat how cheap that is You can support this podcast and listen to it completely and utterly ad-free and be part of a community of Cubs fans who support the Sunranto Show. There's all different levels. There's perks at all the different levels that you can get. $5 gets you every single song I release before everybody else gets it. Even demos of stuff I'm thinking of putting out or I'm working on, you get uh, you know, there's $10 level. There's, I mean, I know that times are tough for people, but you know what? They're also tough for, for me <laughs> and, and, and other podcasters around. So, you know, uh, just support us in that way. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to, uh, to, well, I guess it means a lot to Crawley, even though he has a job and Michael Cotton, well, geez, he's, his wife supports his ass. So like, but seriously, <laughs> I mean, equipment, keeping our website up. You can support us, patreon.com slash sunranto. You'll never have to hear me beg you again to join us because you'll be supporting us already. You get your own RSS feed, you put it into any podcatcher, and then from there on in, you're good. Like, you know, it just works great. So, um, yeah, support us, please. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Now back to the show. Let's bring it home. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. This is an ad-supported version from our partners at Bet Online and Manscaped, of which you will hear commercials throughout this broadcast. If you would prefer to hear a commercial-free version of the Sun Ranto Show every time the Sun Ranto Show is released, well, then you go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. You'll never hear another commercial again. Okay, so uh, check that out, and uh, here's the show. Yes. So that's different than Wrigley. Like Wrigley's like first come, first serve. So we were just going to drink, roll in wherever we could find a seat, and then we look at the tickets like, oh, you're right there. It so happened we had the first four rows right in front of Ryan Braun right after he served a suspension. 
Okay. Okay. And so, so we sit there and right away we start just minute he gets out there, steroids, steroids, you fucking you cheater, you're a cheater, blah, blah, blah. Immediately security comes and grabs me and my brother and pulls us up the stairs. We said, what happened? And they said, you can't say that. I said, we can't say what? You can't call him a cheater. Like, but he just came back from a suspension from cheating. And they're like, it doesn't matter. It's our park. It's our rules. Like this is this is America. We can we can we can call him a cheater. America, America, damn my, my freedoms. You my cannot freedoms. step on my freedoms. My freedoms. I will not wear pants. And so they tell us. I'll we wear a banana suit where I won't. <laughs> so so we sit there and, I and then, World War One. By the way, I'm a banana suit when it just like hey, we walk out there in between the tor- trenches and it's like banana suit. Like maybe everyone would stop fight, fighting. So, I'm pissed off. They tell me basically that if, if we keep doing it, they're going to kick us out. I'm like, whatever. So we sit down and my brother's like, let's just have a good time. And so uh, my brother's actually, like I said, real, he, he takes it differently. So he all of a sudden goes, Braun, you're full of integrity. Braun, you're honest. He's ch- chanting that shit at them the whole time. But I swear to God, the, it looked like the president was sitting in our section because there were like snipers or like cops everywhere, like five or six of them. Well, look what happens, dude. Like, right. That picture, Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> right, right to the podcast listeners. I'm joined Chris Christie at a Brewers game. Chris I can't Christie tell which, which, streaming. which one's Crawley. Not in that picture. <laughs> he's, he's the one with the with the sunglasses on. Oh, oh God, God, I got it, I got it. Um, no, but Chris Christie, I mean, look at his like giant plate of nachos, <laughs> just like <laughs> leaning over with his 500-pound belly. He's got he's pillow pants. The Cub fan giving him the Rona back in the day before it was Rona. <laughs> so we're sitting there, but we're having a good time. The Cubs are winning. Everything's good. I have one buddy who's with us, and he has sunflower seeds in the first row, and he's just, you know, sunflower speed, you know, chewing on it, spitting it right on the ground. Right after, you know, we're, we're buying tons of beer and cheese curds and all the good stuff in Miller Park. We all assume that part. The second the seventh <laughs> inning's over, second the seventh inning's over, my buddy spits a sunflower seed. One sunflower seed lands on the field and cops come like that, five, six of them. And they go to my buddy, you're out of here. So what did he do? Like, you're, you're spitting on our field. I'm like, look, he has 40 sunflower seeds right on the ground. There's one on the field. There's an accident. Why don't you guys calm down? (laughs) And so as he sits there and he says that, all of a sudden one of the cops grabs me. He's like, you're coming with me. You're gone too. Oh, that's how it goes down. Didn't you put your head down, put your head down. By the way, let this be a lesson to everybody. Put your head down and leave the ballpark quietly. Otherwise you will get your ass beat by a cop. And this is where the story's going. And so we, <laughs> there's we, more. There's more. We we get wait wait till you find out what what Crawley said on Twitter about this whole thing. <laughs> we get upstairs. They take us to an elevator. The cops. So there's me. My brother's right behind me. The guy that was getting kicked out for the sunflower seed. They take us to an elevator, and in the whole time, the Brewers fans were throwing shit at us, and I'm flicking them off and all that stuff. And we get into the elevator. And the second we get into the elevator, the cop kind of pushes me into the elevator, like into the wall. Boom. And so I was working with some cops at the time, and they told me because they knew we were going up for the bachelor party. They're like, no matter what you do, do not just 
did the Brewers, they said the policemen up there can really don't like Chicago people, fibs and all that shit. Yeah, Just take it easy. Don't, don't swing on a cop. Yeah. Right. That, rule number one. Don't swing on a cop. So I swear to God, we're in the elevator and he, he boom, I, I get slammed in there. And then all of a sudden he goes, you fucking Chicago people. I'm like, oh, come on. You want our money. You know it, big boy. And he didn't like me calling him big boy. <laughs> so he elbows my head he goes, hey, right into the right into the elevator like one time. And so all of a sudden now he's like right in my ear. He's you fucking Chicago piece of shit. I'm going to take you to the fucking worst part of fucking Milwaukee and watch you get your ass raped. And I'm like, wow, what? it really sounds like you want to see that. Boom! I've, I've never been to that part of Milwaukee. It's uh, it's called <laughs> the North Side. Cracks me again. North Side. Oh, you know where that is. Cracks me again yeah. with his elbow, and this time my brother, who was a state wrestler, he dives towards their feet, and now it's just like a pile <laughs> in the elevator. The elevator door opens, and they grab the one guy and me out of the elevator, and they take my brother down to Brewer Jail in the downstairs. Okay. In the in the basement, <laughs> jail, Brewer jail. By the way, great great beard out there. And so the, the, <laughs> I got two, I got two cops cussing me out. Don't you ever fucking come in a park? I'm like, Fuck you, you. You know you didn't do a shit. And so they made me walk out. And so they let my brother out. I think they felt sorry for him. And uh, you know they gave him a two hundred dollar two hundred fifty dollar ticket. <laughs> Wait, cause he's your oh yeah, the, the disorderly conduct two fifty. Something like yeah, interfering yeah. with an yeah police mat or something, and so we all. Like just- Wheelow, Wheelow's like <laughs> Wheelow we knows the numbers. Yeah, the statute. Yeah, that's a three eighty five in Milwaukee. Yeah, so we all we all chipped in, paid off my I, brother. I had to move. Paid, paid off. My- <laughs> <laughs> they 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 pay off the ticket. No big deal. But then you know. I called them like a couple days later. I'm like, I want my money back. They wouldn't give it to me. I told the lady on the phone, you know, I'm getting a lawyer. And they said, don't come back here. We got your information. And so I didn't think it was like a big deal. But like two years later, me and my dad went up and I tried to order tickets and I, and they kept rejecting it. And I'm like, my card's fine. I couldn't figure out what it was. And we called the box office at the Brewers and it was because my name was flagged on the list. Restricted. Oh, Beautiful. Now, is it still flagged on the list, or have you uh, worked? I, we, we have, we have, we have come to terms. It's all good. I'm allowed back in Miller Park. Well, I would disagree. If Brett Anderson's pitching for our team, there's a restraining <laughs> order. So, <laughs> right. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, send you out with this. Story time with Crawley, with Crawley, with Crawley. Story time with Crawley. It's Crawley story time. Hell of a story. It really was. <laughs> um, I, I have a similar story that takes place in St. Louis. So, and uh, that night, you, you know that uh, in St. Louis, I believe I was sitting right next to the the uh, the woman who had that little pistol and that man in the pink shirt that had the, the rifle that came up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I was sitting right next to them. I swear, I will swear to the, the day I die that they were sitting right next to me, and they're the ones that called the cops. So, so where, where are we going with this show? Uh, Michael, you've got a race. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're totally – let's just go straight into the preview of Guys, the – No, 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 no. Now let's do fight stories. Come right. On. I mean, just – Just where we just embellish that we've won. I've, I mean, I've never lost in my, my mind. 
I've I've never lost my mind. Oh wait, yeah. what are we talking about? I've seen you rolled out of hell. Yeah, I'm uh, drunk, and but you weren't fighting anybody at the time. One hell, except the god of the hill. I beat the um, hill. So uh, yeah, where where are we going with the show? Is this show? We're, we're, going, we're going straight into the preview. Yeah, I I, I pulled everything out because it's it's not going to fit the tone of the show. <laughs> <laughs> And what right. tone would that be? I don't know. Game but at this tomorrow. at this point, we're we're like an hour and forty five minutes in. You're I'm, right. I'm happy to I'm happy to cut my uh, my really bad masturbation jokes. Cut, cut, <laughs> cut, the show, the show has more tones than Fergie singing the national anthem. Hi <laughs> oh, hi oh. Oh, I thought you meant Fergie Jenkins, and he's got one. Oh boy. So we okay, got Graham. thank you, Graham. Hendrix tomorrow. Uh, both teams are zero and zero. Um, we only saw Woodruff once last year on April 5th, which is surprising. Uh, he gave up four through four, so he did not pitch well, but he did strike out eight, which is pitching well, so that's weird. Um, Kyle Hendricks only faced the Brewers twice uh, last year, which is also surprising. He gave up four runs over nine innings total, which if you – followed things like ERA is ERA of exactly four. Um, and all four of those runs were in only one of the games. He didn't get, give up anything in the other game. Game two, Burns versus Darvish. Uh, we saw Burns three times last year, but only once as, as a starter because all of your starters are also relievers and vice versa. And we got seven runs off of him and chased him after five in his only start. So, uh, advantage Cubs. Um, now, Darvish faced Milwaukee twice. He gave up one run over 10 total innings pitched, and he struck out 15. So, it's been good for Darvish as well mm-hmm. against the Brewers. Um, Freddie Peralta goes for the Brewers in game three on Sunday versus Tyler Chatwood, which is surprisingly the third starter. We all had him pegged at five <laughs> during old spring training back in March. Um, Peralta, he um, was basically a reliever against the Cubs last year in nearly five innings. He gave up three runs over three games. Um, Chatwood actually has the most innings pitched out of any Cubs starter this next series. He has 14.1 innings pitched against the Brewers, mostly in relief, and 23 strikeouts in 14.1 innings pitched. So that's pretty fucking wild. I can just tell you, though, that the Tyler Chatwood experience is just something I'm not looking forward to. You know, I just have too many bad memories of this guy just – it doesn't matter what happens. It's just there's always a lot of traffic. The innings take like two hours. And it, it's I, like I said, when you talk about some of the Brewers, they got a lot of guys that aren't as free swinging as the Cubs. You know, they, they're able to take pitches. And I just, I don't know, maybe Chatwood surprises us. It's been two years of absolute garbage, like just not worth much to the Cubs. And, and now he's our third starter. So best of luck man but I, I I did not like see I did not like seeing Corbin burns coming up in the rotation I don't know why I'm just I just kind of am thinking that guy's gonna have a breakout year I agree with you hundred percent and like you guys said 
I mean, Darvish at the end of last year was exactly what you wanted out of him, correct? Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what we paid for. And now he's two years. We got three months. Yeah, you got three months. Um, and it got you a 500 season. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a fair point, my friend. And, you know, there's just, he's a slow starter, right? I mean, that's what he's proven since he's been with you guys. And he gave up five runs and had it, to tap out against the White Sox in the first inning the other day. So, yes, he is a slow starter, you know. I, I mean, it's an exciting series because I think we both know what we're going to get out of Hendricks, what we're going to get out of Woodruff. But after that, it's like, who's showing up? It's a dogfight, essentially. Right. Hendricks, Woodruff, those are both quick starters. That's a two-hour game, right? Two fifties, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think – but actually, I like those type of games. I like those type of pitchers. Give me the ball, throw the ball. You know, yeah. I got. I was arguing with somebody about you know the expanded postseason where I'm like, this sucks, blah blah blah. They're like, well, the game's too boring. I'm like, it's boring because the pitchers take ten hours to throw to the plate. I love mm-hmm. going to watch Hendricks and Woodruff too. Just take the ball, throw the ball. It's really not. Don't make it more complicated. Speed the game up. Doesn't it seem like in these games that there's been nobody in the stands that things have been moving faster. I haven't looked at any numbers to see like how long the actual game takes, but it seems like the pitchers are just getting the ball and throwing now much more often than they were before. Does that seem the same to you guys? It's hard to say because they're practice games. You know what I mean? So, I mean, once, once, once it really counts for something, once you want to make sure you're on the same page, I I don't know if it's going to be as big a deal. Uh, I wonder what, the lack of a crowd has to do with the speeding the game up. Like how much does the crowd reaction, like how much as, as an actor and a theater person. And I, I know, you know, you work in this, the same field, Eric, uh, you know, it, it's that you allow for the laugh moment. You allow for the breath of the audience to take in what you just said. You allow for the audience to take in your last song, you know, and that's the <clears> same <throat> with, hitting a home run or making a double play. Like if there's not a, a, a lot of fan reaction kind of taking up time and the rhythm of, of the game is going to be very different this year. The, the whole thing has an asterisk. It really depends on who has the most, I don't know, like mindset to overcome strangeness at yes. this exact point, you know, because you know, it's all an asterisk. It will always be an asterisk. And I wanted to ask you, Eric, like, how do you feel about what if the Brewers did take it this year? Oh, you know? we would never let you live it down. No. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd I'm so afraid a Brewers win. Like at this, I mean, you might not, but that's why I'm, what I'm asking. Uh, I mean, as a Brewers fan, I mean, just as any fan, a championship's a championship. You can only play the season that is there in front of you. Uh, these are professional athletes. The teams are what they were when they started this season. It is a shortened season. I would argue that the season really doesn't even officially start until the last 60 games of the year. I mean, we're starting in the middle of the pennant chase. Like, game one, one-third of the season, every game is essentially three games. I, I heard the other day on a podcast that it takes 67 games for statistics to become significant. Yeah. So okay. the fact that we're not even going to hit that, is Seven games very, short. very interesting. Right. But well, I mean, we're, expanded playoffs. There's your seven games right there. Right? <laughs> there. There you go. Just let everybody in and then we'll all get extra games. Look, I think it's an interesting season. We're seeing a lot of developments in it. 
I mean, you still got to coach this team. You still got to go there and win it. You still got to play the playoffs like they're normally played. I mean, it's expanded playoffs, but as we said, that's going to be the new normal. So in a way, I think it's the first World Series in this this new world of baseball, and you got to count it either way. I'm totally of the opinion that this, if uh, whatever team wins, like yeah, this is this is a very weird season, and winning this season may be harder than some in some ways it may be harder than in other seasons. Well, I mean, I'm they, just letting you know, Eric. You mean like they're just going to go out there and give it their best and try not to get COVID? Like yeah, that, yeah. Really I'm, I'm I'm just letting you know, Eric. If the Brewers were to win, <laughs> we will not. And if the Cubs win, same Vice fucking person. thing. We, we yeah. will we will defend the other side of that argument completely. You'll be like, well, we didn't know what the season was going to be like when it started, and turned out <laughs> to be a lot harder. And you know, yeah, I mean, it was a you know, this is legit. This I'm is already legit. laying the groundwork. It's yeah. going to be so hard for them <laughs> anyway. You know, not to, not to get like super serious, but like you know. Dude, they're going through some shit right now. All these players, like we talk about them, you're like, this guy's good, this guy's bad and shit. But like on the eve of the season here, I think it's important to kind of say that, you know, these guys are coming out here, even though you can say like, oh, they're making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. But, you know, they're putting their health at risk, which that none of that money that everybody talks about them being so privileged matters when you get sick and lose your physical ability. And if you've ever been sick, you know that already, you know, that that's the most important thing because like, you know, and so all these guys that are going out there right now and the dudes that are opting out because they're making that choice to keep themselves and their family safe for whatever reason they have to, it's really important that we like laud everybody and support all the teams. Like, we give each other shit on the show, you know, you know, Wheelow, I fucking love you. Fuck the Brewers, fuck the Cardinals, fuck the Pirates, fuck them all. Fuck them all. Cubs. But at the same time, like, I, I'm going to root for just baseball this year. Like, and that's a bit refreshing, you know, to me. And, you know, I just kind of hope everybody ends up health, healthy in the end. And honestly, that's what we need to all start doing is just root for baseball. Like, you know, it's it's a little ridiculous when you get Brett Anderson replying to your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Can you vote troll in a COVID era? I mean, exactly. Brett Anderson knows what it's like to worry about your health, man. The guy can't stay healthy worth a shit. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, maybe that's something good that comes out of this is we do start to cheer for just baseball and start to, uh, you know, recognize that. I mean, I think, I think more than ever now we need to cheer for baseball. I mean, we didn't even know if there'd be an agreement, if there'd be a season to begin with. I mean, COVID with, you know, if you don't even look at it, there might have not have been one. I mean, well, I mean, when COVID coming to the agreement, what I'm trying to say is it's been a tough time for baseball. We're trying new things. It's losing relevance in a lot of ways. And for COVID, like this is our chance to shine on a bigger platform than we normally have. So for true baseball fans, like everybody said here, we got to get behind it. We got to root for it. We got to promote it. We have to, we have to try not to look at the runner on second base and the DH and all that other dumb shit that Rob Manfred fucking shoved up our ass. But you know what I mean? I agree with you. (laughs) 
So uh, I, I I think we skip everything and just move to TFCs because we've gotten way too positive on this show. Yeah, fuck you guys. I'm gonna, All right, I'm I'm down <laughs> with the TFC. I've got a new one. Uh, Marquee Sports Network. Marquee Network. They uh, tweeted out that they were taking a business trip and then you know posted a picture of them out. Uh, it's actually a terrible picture, but it's it, I won't even describe it. But um. Uh, KJW underscore Chicago tweeted out to Marquee Sports Network after they broadcast the game. Steve Stone rocked, which I thought was a a nice troll because everybody watched that game. Right, nobody saw it on Marquee. Nobody saw it on Marquee. Yeah. Sorry, first my first one was a fail. Keep going. <laughs> Guys, what, All is right. it, what is it like having your team actively root against the fans? I mean, that's so much fun. It's interesting. I don't see a lot of teams that do that. Well, we, um, we root back against them. So we, we just have this, like, fight in Chicago yeah. that makes this podcast go round. I can see why you come to Miller Park. I mean, besides Crawley, <laughs> we treat you guys great. I mean. <laughs> I like the bean the cheese curds. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I got, speaking of beer. It's a uh, picture from Grant Brisby. Uh, it's one of those places uh, in, in Asia where they have the cutouts and there's two bears in masks. And he says, when you ask the vendor for two beers, but your Chicago accent is just too thick. <laughs> Give me some beers. Two bears. I have two bears. <laughs> Give me some bears. Two old styles, please. <laughs> Much like this baseball team, I would like to way overpay for the quality of this product. <laughs> You sound like an Upper East Side Jewish lady. You sound like <laughs> Your Chicago accent needs work, Eric. You've yeah, been out right. in L.A. for far too long now. I was going to say, care. you're in L.A. Nobody right. knows any difference out there. Tree Pierce. Uh, okay. Tree Pierce. Tree Pierce. Two tree beers. Like the All quality right. of this product. Not better? There go. <laughs> yeah, there oh, you go. There you go. go. All right. <laughs> so I've... <laughs> I rolled in with a, a BF, BFIB today. Uh, ben Fredrickson, no idea who he is. He's got a check mark, whatever. It says, Ozzie Smith just strolled through the St. Louis Cards press box. He was wearing a mask. If the wizard wears one, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Garrett Cox decided he needed to jump in here and say, give it a break, Ben. Because <laughs> apparently... <laughs> Apparently, Ben has been a little too... Uh, a little masky. A little yeah. too pro-mask. And by stroll, they meant backflip. He was, he was that would be a great skit if every time you see <laughs> Smith, he's just doing backflips. Can he still do a backflip? Because that would be an awkward moment when he couldn't. <laughs> I'd put money on he can. I bet he could. Yeah. Ozzy Smith was great. Ask me on the AstroTurf, though. I got this one. Um, I I texted out that uh, the 16 team uh, play. I I retexted or uh, retweeted, as they say in the biz, that uh, Jason Stark tweet that (laughs) sources stay. Wait, what biz? (laughs) Tweeting biz. (laughs) A 16 team postseason, blah, blah, blah. And I said, this is stupid. And Jamie Gonzalez or Jaime says, Agreed, but 2020 has been stupid. Just got to ride that stupid. <laughs> and that fucker is right. Jaime or Jamie, 
You're fucking right. Let's ride the train. Ozzy Osbourne's coming out with a new song. Stupid train. Mm. <laughs> nope, failed. What a stupid train! No, Cotton, mine was just on a delay. Uh, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Eric's like funniest joke ever. It was just on a delay because he sings that so, song. Uh, they, uh, Len Casper, Len Casper asked Mark Grace how difficult it would be for minor leaguers to prepare for the season or anything like that. And Discipio.com said Mark Grace talking about prospects. Not being able to go to a gym to work out is right in the wheelhouse of a guy who played 16 good seasons in the big leagues and never lifted anything heavier than a carton of Winston's. All right. As is his right, as an American. As American, (laughs) his freedom. freedom. Alyssa, who's in town right now, and she's going to be a huge Cub fan. Some of you guys know her. Uh, She's going to be down at opening day tomorrow. She's in town. And uh, she's got a great story of working at Steppenwolf Theater where uh, she worked in the ticket office. And Mark Grace came and saw a play one night and proceeded to get shit-faced and light up a cigarette, a Winston most likely, in the lobby. At which, uh, you know, one of my sister's co-workers said, hey, you can't smoke in here. He's like, I'm fucking Mark Grace. <laughs> he like he wasn't even trying to like be smart about it. He's just like oh, I'm fucking Mark Grace. I can smoke in the lobby. And then, and then he threw his gold glove award at her <laughs> because he takes it everywhere he's gonna be seen. <laughs> oh man, um, I I believe I have some. Uh, does anybody else else have a TFC while I'm yeah, looking? I've got one more here. Uh, this is from the Purple Dinosaur podcast. Yeah, the Mookie Betts news is tough. But on the bright side, it's not like society is going to last until 2032. <laughs> so, yeah, they're on the... Or 2022 at this rate. Yeah. yeah. That I was mean, the- <laughs> like it's just at the rate of how long they keep expending the unemployment. I mean, that's how long society yeah. lasts, in my opinion. I mean, at this point, <laughs> baseball teams... Printed. Printed. Baseball teams really should just start paying their players out the ass for 20-year contracts because we're never going to reach the end of that contract. No. They're never going to have to pay it out. Guys, it's like, just, a football, it's like a football contract where you say like $100 million for seven years, but it's really like 20 guaranteed. Yeah. I, I think we should all just bask in the joy right now collectively of not being a Red Sox fan. Um, <laughs> right now, I mean, like in the past, pretty great shit, but right now, not not great. So uh, there was a shit show on Facebook, like usual, and uh, Cubs Insider they uh, they wrote a, a post about you know some of the uh, the Black Lives Matter. Uh, I, I I guess what what would what would you call it? Uh, movements towards Black Lives Matter that. MLB has made, or they're gonna set, you know, stencil things in the in the mound. Certain- yeah, you can. They're gonna stencil things in the mound. You can have uh, stuff on your uniform, patches. Uh, at, at the yeah. start of this Yankees Nats game, they all held a really long uh, black cloth that extended from one team to the other as a video played. And Morgan Freeman, surprise, surprise, did the voiceover of the video. <laughs> did, did he really? Yeah, I mean, it's MLB. Do you think they have a creative idea between any of them? Like, we need a black guy. Who do we need? He was in that great movie with that other white guy. They're like, uh, we need to sell some Shaq. He's taken. Damn it. 
So uh, uh, Edward Wages uh, pointed out that protesting ain't solving nothing. It's creating more attention between the fans and players. Just remember, if wasn't for fan and buy and wait. No, yeah, no, no, you read it right. correctly. Yeah. That's how he wrote it. And MLB stuff, nobody would have a job. Keep kneeling. There's too many people in America <laughs> will stop watching MLB games. Look when MLB went on strike. Oh, yeah. People stopped watching it for a long time. Watch what you do because fans will boycott or chant at the game when they batter fielding. It's fact. <laughs> I'm I'm really like I can almost see him drinking during writing that. Like it took him so long to write it, he finished a twelve pack. So when I start acting again, I did find my next monologue. But, uh, I just imagine he's in his like on a four wheeler, fucking half into a bottle of whiskey, and he's doing the voice to text fucking option. <laughs> So, uh, but Evan Altman uh, <laughs> replied to Edward Wages, pardon? <laughs> right. Huh? Because huh? what the fuck? So, what um, the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> it's uh, some serial murderer shit. These are the For- facts. <laughs> it, it's, uh, what, it's, it's what the beats used to call poetry, Eric. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> For all the for all the ranters out there, for all the ranters out there, Jessica Kleinschmidt writes: If a cardboard cutout proposes on the jumbotron, I'm out. Which Blonde Wonk, our friend, says: But what if one of the cutouts is in the bathroom chucking up ranchada (laughs) at Sun Ranto? Thank you, wonderful. Love the shout out. Yeah, that that actually took me a lot of time. I mean, you know, now that I'm a an ex smoker, you know, that was my uh, cigarette break. I would take the picture in the fifth inning of the. Uh, pr- By the way, never propose on a scoreboard. That marriage is not going to last. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you got to do something more romantic than that, unless she's a bigger Cub fan than you. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I would. Take that picture of the the uh, the uh, Ramchata uh, proposal, and then uh, blow out and have a cigarette. So, who knows how that's going to go down? I mean, are people going to propose on the scoreboard anymore? Is is my Ramchata joke over? Was there you, was there a, a point of every game where proposals would happen, and it was sponsored yeah, by Ramchata? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the the bottom of the fifth. Well, it used to be. And Ramchata just got – they actually – that was the best – they were the first ones. It wasn't sponsored by Ramchata last year or maybe even the year before, but they were the original sponsors of the fifth inning shout-outs that you could buy, like RIP this Happy guy. graduation, rip. Yeah, you know, this birth, this guy's birthday, and they would always save the proposal for the last one because, you know, you know who knew who knew what was going on at that point in the ball game whether even they were in their seats at that point. Yeah, no. You know. No, nothing says true love by uh, old cereal milk and cinnamon, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it, it it's an inside Cubs fan Twitter joke and uh, I appreciate the shout out. Deep cut. The, uh, deep cut. <laughs> really Dive. So I I got an, another uh, TFC. Oh wait, no, sorry, that's the Brewers opening. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you really have to bring up? Uh, I mean, oh, here's oh, here it is. Oh no, uh, sorry, that's Brad Anderson. <laughs> you're just trying. To, you're triggering me, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, no, I, I, I think we're kind of done. <clears throat> don't you think? Don't you think the show is over? Yeah, we're up right around the two hour mark. Uh, Crawley, you want to make some predictions? Like, I, Crawley, I'm. I think it, Michael Cotton. You and I talked before the show. Your predictions were only for the N- NL Central. If you want to give them real quick, just give us your top five. Crawley went went full on in. I did not do the homework. <laughs> I like how it's the top five of all five teams. Yeah, well, but sure, my top five. By the end of the season, it might just be because everybody died of COVID. Right, it's, it's possible. Yeah, I'm going Cubs, Reds, Brewers. Pirates, Cardinals, because fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, Eric, would you like to share your your NL Central predictions? I would, in fact. Uh, I'm going to go Brewers, Cards. Oh, Red, fuck you. Reds, <laughs> Cubs, Pirates. Like, I don't even care that you put the Brewers at the top. I'm just pissed that you put the fucking Cardinals second. They're a better team than you. I don't know what to say. I mean, they actually, you know, sign people and pay people some stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, have a starting rotation. You know, these things, things that you need to win a game. They sacrifice children to the devil in order to get fucking, (laughs) in order to bring some fucking no name out of like the CPBL that becomes a Cy Young candidate. Harrison Bader. Not, Not even a real name. He, he'll you, this is a, here. He was just here to fuck with us that one year because they don't have the parts in that robot to <laughs> <laughs> to replace, uh, you know. And, but they're gonna have a better robot next year. I, I've, I've pushed for his nickname to be. I've pushed for his nickname to be the master. <laughs> master Bader. There you go. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you explained that joke to me. I. Totally. Yeah. I, I will say just like if this was a regular season, I think I'd probably put the Brewers number three in there and then Cardinals go, I mean, Cubs, Cubs Cardinals at the top. You, you, you're, you're thinking that Craig Council has the goods. I do. I think we just have the depth. We can survive an injury in that starting rotation. We can survive an injury. Your you know. whole roster is a C list. You want, except for Christian Yelich and a few other guys. Your top four, three, four guys. Are great. Yes. Everybody else is a C list, you know. Okay, I would say like a B list celebrity. And guess what? Keeping up with the Kardashians makes a shitload of money year after year. All right. <laughs> so, Crawl, you want to bring up your predictions because you are giving the predictions for the Sun Ranto show. Like this is the definitive. All right, NL West. NL West. I like to see the Dodgers, and I think the Padres are one of those really young teams uh, ready man. to make that leap. Fuck yeah. And and you know what? They're a fun team. I think they're a fun team. They're a fun team to watch. And I know a lot of Cubs fans uh, kind of, if they have a secondary NL team, it's the Padres right now, even though that's weird. Yeah, no, fuck the Padres. I'm, I'm still great, holding great city, 84 grudge. You know, I was going to let it go because the first thing that popped into my head when you said Padres is my bullshit brother-in-law who I went to a Padres game last year, and I gave him a Padres hat. I gave my nephew a Padres hat, which since my brother-in-law has started wearing, 
He was alive in 1984. He yeah. has no business trying to fit in with a Padres hat down there if he's going to be a Drew Cubs fan. Right. You know, that is some bullshit. Like, if you saw me wearing a Padres hat, would you not call me out on 84? Yeah, yeah, but but everybody on this show for sure, from a certain age demographic, we hate the Padres. Exactly, and that's my brother-in-law. So I've been like, my nephew, that's who I gave the hat to. He just moved to California. I'm like, here, nephew, be a Padres fan. I will accept that. Not my brother-in-law who stole that hat from my nephew. Anyway. Cup fans know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still have a, like, I wrote a story when I was in, like, the fucking second grade or something like that. And it's all about how I hate the fucking Padres. Eric Chow, Steve Garvey, those fuckers. Yeah. I still own that. Tony Gwynn. It's ridiculous. I have a little piece of hatred for my tiny self. Uh, For the NL Central, I have the Reds being the best team in the division. Followed by the Cubs. I think this is the breakout year for the Reds. Uh, I think this is where they kind of make their move. Uh, National League East, I like the Braves. I mean, they just look really good. And the Nationals, you got to give them the respect as the defending champs. Uh, wild card one, I got the Phillies sneaking in. Braves, you're wrong about that because they, they all have Rona. <laughs> no, seriously, this is the year of Rona. You're not factoring in Rona in your predictions. Dude, yeah. the Mets are going to win the, the NL East. I don't think the, the Mets, if, if one team is just all of a sudden going to be a super, there's going to be a super spreader event and the Mets are going to all pass it to each other and they're all going to pass out. <laughs> that no, is the, very Mets-ish. Freddie Freeman can only run to first base. After that, they got to bring in a pitch runner. Yeah, like I, all Mets seasons, they'll start hot and then it'll fucking right. phase out. That's all you need is to start yeah. hot. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and so I think the like Brewers that. are going to Brewer again, meaning they are all of a sudden going to go, even though it's 60 games, I see the last 20 games, the Brewers come a charging and knock the Cardinals out of contention. No right. Cardinals in the playoffs. All Mark. right. I see AL West. I like, again, I think the Astros still have a tremendous amount of talent, regardless of their cheating. Uh, Angels. I mean, there's a lot to like about the Angels, and I think they have a lot of talent, and Joe Madden might be the guy to unlock that. Twinkies. Uh, for the AL Central, I see the Twins and the White Sox. Man, that White Sox lineup looks really good, and the pitching is young and good. Uh, they, they look like a good team. And then the Yankees and the Rays, I think, will be in there. I see the A's being wild card one because A's are always kind of in that wild card spot. And Watch the what Indi- you say here. Watch what you say here. And the Indians making one final gasp. We just, just got canceled. We just got canceled. Yeah. Now, now the no. Now YouTube picked up the fact that you said Indians and were canceled. Spiders. The Cleveland Spiders. I there love go. that's what should happen. We haven't talked about this on the show, but it should be the Spiders. I think we should just all refer to them as the Spiders because if. You know, that's how these names came to be. Like the Cubs got named the Cubs because in the press in the at the turn of the century, you know, they were the orphans, like the Colts. Like they had all sorts of names. It was all nicknames. And then the Cubs just kind of stuck. And people were like, hey, we could sell a T-shirt. Now that T-shirts exist. Could you imagine if we were orphans fans? That'd be fucked up. But we could, but we could live forever off their tears. <laughs> I do. Dark. Ten dollar double pint of vodka at Jewels. Yeah. So, um, can I ask you guys one question? How many? I, I think our division is our, arguably one of the most competitive in 
all of baseball at this point. The how many in general. Yeah. How many wins gets you in that one or two spot? 33. I was going to say 31. It's going to be that that type of season. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you You both. I'm if you're a 35-win team, you're. I think you're at the top of the heat of NL in general. I mean, you're one, two out of all teams, right? right. Yeah. Well, I'm curious who has it in them to go like – 20 and five to start the season. Like who's got that in them? You know, who's, who's ready to just like, you know, have that April that you look at. Cause like, you know, let's the cup. You, you go 20 and five and you've already locked up a, a, April, but a playoff five. spot because the fucking everybody gets in now. Yeah. He, I'm just saying like one team does that. And I don't think they win the world Cheers, They probably, fade because it's now like the playoffs are now like fake june you know june swoon is now the playoffs so yeah. you come out if there's one hard. team that if there's one team that's going to get out of the gate and rip it it's i think it's going to be the yankees they already yeah i agree they already did yeah, there, there's just they got so much talent, and getting Garrett Cole is just like, come on, that's not even fair. Yeah, they got the healthy mix, but you know, sometimes, like you know, I'll, I'll say this: my friend Luther was in um, uh, Spider Man, the musical. Every this, this took a turn. I mean, we were just talking about the Cleveland Spiders, but yeah, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so, but here's the thing about Spider Man the musical: they got everybody. They got Bono. They got Julie Taymor. They got all the best people ever. And people falling from the rafters. I was gonna say, didn't they drop I, them all from the rafters? <laughs> Dude, they nearly killed people. Yeah, yeah, it's like show up, see which celebrity gets dropped out of the draft. <laughs> right. They freaking went all out and they had everybody at their avail to make the show happen. And in the end, it failed uh because there was an emperor wears no clothes situation. I predict that the winner of and I I have no predictions. I'm just gonna go with the Sun Randall official. Prediction. I predict I have no predictions. Yeah, I do. Well, I I think you're gonna win that one, Danny. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, we all lost this year. We all lost a, a season of baseball. We're gonna have some weird baseball, which I think we should celebrate and gain. I'm gonna go with Crawley's predictions. I think everything that he says makes a lot of sense. But the team that wins the World Series this year is the team that does not test positive for coronavirus in the playoffs. That's what you got to do. You cannot have spread amongst your team in the playoffs. And if you do, you will lose. Because tonight you had Juan Soto, one of the most promising players in the game, not be in the lineup. I guess that game's over. Yank is it was in a rain out. I don't know if they called it. All right. Yeah. So either way, like Juan Soto is not in the game. If you can be a responsible team and somehow mask up, somehow not be in a high spread environment, you can win the World Series. And if you play together, so we're going to get the Iowa Cubs versus the Poughkeepsie janitors in October for the World Series, right? Could be. It, I mean, I I can't predict it. Like. You know, what are Vegas odds right now, even? Um, you know, like. For what, that, this end? 
or uh, yeah, I've got two to one. The world just ends. <laughs> yeah, can we make it through the season? I mean, what what odds are you looking at here to so win I, the world? Series? What what are they betting on? Everything right. is everything you can bet. I mean, you can bet on futures. You can bet on games. I mean, you can do it all. Can you yeah. bet on how many games that happened before the season yeah. it's canceled? Oh, yeah. No, oh, I, I I think you're right, Danny. I think it has to do with health and health in this sense being not coming down with Corona. Yeah. Cause, so right. do you, you want you want to hear the odds, 20? Yeah, I do. I'll, go, I'll, Let's I'll run it real quick here. You want to take the, the Dodgers and the Yankees are at the top of the list. Dodgers first, then the Yankees. Then Astros, Rays, <laughs> Twins, Braves, Nationals, Reds, White Sox. Mets, Athletics, and Cubs. Yeah, that's the head of the Cubs. Telling you, I mean, this is the year to make the the dumb bet on the bad team, though. Orioles, Orioles. Yeah. I, I say we're all Orioles fans this year. We just I, I put uh I put fifty on the Brewers to win the NL, and that pays out six sixty. So that's not bad. Yeah. The bottom bottom four teams are the Baltimore Orioles, Miami Marlins, Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Seattle Mariners. Here's my question: Are these teams? Let's say somebody starts five and fifteen. You know they're out of it. Their team gets sick. Do they just shut it down? What are you playing for? Well, th- no. there's a lot of th- there's a lot of talk about that. Is that there may be a lot of players that either are trying to get their service time. We talked about this last week. Let's yeah. say they get their service time, or they're a veteran, and like you said, they start five and fifteen. They may just be like, "I'm going to opt out." No, oh, because I have nothing right. to play for and lose my health. An example of that. It, like, how many games does he need? One game, two games, five games? Yeah. No, no. No, and it's not, like, it's not like Scotty quit, Pippen quitting on their team. I mean, there's Corona in the background. There's no – you can't yell at somebody for how they feel to deal with this or how they choose to deal with this, I should say. I don't think there is that you quit on us, you quit on the team mentality. It's just the way that – I don't know, man. Oh, that mentality will exist. but It, it will, but – Yeah, but it won't be the predominant – We'll be on this show, except right. It'll it'll be the old men who are still trying to make that buck versus the young guys who are like, I've got a lot of money to make. It'll just suck not having those crappy teams who want to knock you out of the playoffs anymore. And with more teams getting in the playoffs, will we still have that grittiness of the shitty team trying to beat you? You know, why would you care about? Yeah, why would you care? Uh, Hey, we're to make the playoffs. All you got to do is win 22 games. So that's all they're really going for. Yeah, we're sabotaging the regular season for a better postseason. Let's Let's go. 2020. (laughs) 2020. That's actually the amount of games people are reaching for to try and get in the playoffs. Hey, guys, just a little bit of breaking news. Derek Dietrich just signed with the Cubs. Uh, A former Red just signed with the Cubs right now. Yeah, that's a lot of pop. I believe is getting hit by pitches. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 
<laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully your team is real wild this weekend. He'll hit a. He'll get hit a thirty-five times and hit thirty jacks, strike out two hundred. Right. right? Like, Here, hearing that makes me very concerned that Rizzo may not be showing up. They're like, we need somebody else to be hit by pitches. Well, what well, Disappeal dot com has already added. The Cubs have signed Derek Dietrich with Descalso out with a funny foot injury. The Cubs were dangerously thin at shitty utility players. <laughs> <laughs> we really didn't have enough guys to end the game. <laughs> shows shows how much you guys like Hernan Perez. Uh, yeah, you know, like oh, I just thought that was Nafi Perez came back for for a game or two. So uh, we should end the show. I should say one thing about John Baker Day before we go. It's happening next Wednesday. Be available at nine p.m. because we're going live. And we're going to tell you how you can help uh, raise money for the Lost Boys, which I hung out with them uh, j- just a couple of days ago. And you're going to fall in love with a man named Levante Stewart really soon and because he's doing all the right things that we all agree with and believe in. And John Baker agrees. The Cubs are doing this work. We're going to do this work. Black Lives Matter. We're going to make sure that Cubs fandom is the, I don't know, the most, we should be the beacon of racially and uh, racial, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Racial equality. Um, we're going to be the best fans in baseball. Inclusivity, and man. For inviting people in. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Inclusivity, uh, you know, I didn't think they taught big words like that in Wisconsin schools. <laughs> right. Thank you for saving me. And uh, he- here's the uh, the closing song. It's uh, it's a demo version of Coming Back to Wrigley. Uh, yes. I wrote this song originally back in 2017. Um, it-, it was a different version. This is the more rock version. It's not finished yet, but we're putting it out today because that's what we're doing. So. We're coming back to Wrigley tomorrow. See you there at Wrigley tomorrow. Go Brewers. Spugog. Spugog. I'm coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands. No ring upon my finger Because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money On sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation Had the city tightly rotten with a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations Who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. 
a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.